right now, <laughs> right now is a great time to start recording, Josh. Hi, Josh. <laughs> Hi, Dan. <coughs> oh man, these allergies. Yep, that's it. <laughs> well, welcome to episode one thirty-seven of You Watch I Listen. That might be it. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you just because you make the banners, just know the number. You know what I do every single week? You look back. I look at the last banner to see what the number was. <laughs> oh, I. It's any. I guess that, that makes sense, but I feel like it's easier. What I've done is just go to the podcast on your phone and you see what the last episode was. Either way, either way is fine. Either way. either way. So, welcome to episode we think one thirty seven, maybe possibly of you watch I listen. Uh, Josh, how are you? I'm all right. That's it. That's all you got for me. Uh, I didn't have COVID last week, so that's good. Yeah, you were just pu- uh, shitting and puking, shitting and farting and puking. So, what'd you do more of, shitting or puking? Uh, probably puking. Ugh. Well, did you do any puke shitting? No, no. Okay, that's that's always a dangerous combo. <laughs> I always think of that story. Oh, I'm shitting. <laughs> that was a rough time. The landlord's like, let me get you something to puke into while you're on the toilet. Or while you're, uh, let me get you something so you can sit on the toilet because I'm puking. And then uh, she's in the room, I'm shitting. I'm shitting. <laughs> that was, and it just, it's going down my balls, down my leg. And I literally just, I wish there was video of just me walking into the shower, fully clothed and turning on the water. Like, just the shame, the shitty, shameful situation. You didn't have any scare like that. Like, you almost shit your sharded or almost shit your no, pants. No. I feel like I'm not capable of having a stomach virus without, like, at least having a close scare. Yeah. But every single time I've had a stomach virus, I at least shit my pants once. So <laughs> so it's not even like a close scare thing. But like, so I might shit my pants the first time because sometimes you don't know that you're going to do the, everyone's done the double-sided thing. They puked and shit at the same right, time. Right, right, right. But sometimes when you're puking, you don't realize it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I made the mistake with that time of not realizing that whenever I puke, that almost always happens to me. Yeah. And sure enough, it did. Sure but, enough. Uh, anyway, Taylor, how are you? Hey, he's probably yelling about the dark. He's yelling about the Dark Knight Rises for the fucking 80th time. He's going to fucking get all mad that I just said, hey, stupid. I'm not calling you stupid. That's how you talk. You go, hey, that's how what he does. Yeah, he he went on another fucking tangent crybaby about the Dark Knight Rises. Fucking thing came out in 2012. Yeah, I know. I saw kind of because whoever decided to start that argument decided to start it in the regular well, fucking text chat instead of the Instagram chat so I couldn't I didn't know where to start so I read I went up like like maybe 40 messages out of the 102 so how it started um was Taylor I, for, I, he, I told him, like, I'm not just, like, I know I exaggerate, so you're the only person who doesn't like it, but he's the only person I've seen say anything negative about Cobra Kai. Like, you haven't watched it, but you've, have you seen anyone? I sh- haven't heard anything but good things about it. And he's it. like, it's corny. I'm like, did you see the Karate Kid? It's, it's supposed to be corny. I, I know, and it's fun, and it's this cool idea of flipping who the villain is. So I, I just said to him, like, you know, I'm not kidding you, and I showed him the Rotten Tomatoes. The audience score is higher than the re- review score, and the review score is really high. So I didn't, I wasn't trying to bust his balls. And then it went into a whole thing about the Dark Knight Rises. So for those of you who don't know, when the Dark Knight Rises came out, and it was 2012, I think it came out, summer of 2012. Something like that. Um, uh, It comes out, and we went to the midnight release. Now, you got to remember, it doesn't, it, 2012 doesn't necessarily seem like that long of a time ago, but they didn't do reserved seats at the time. It was it, decades ago. It was, it was, yeah, it was 2012. It was almost 10 years ago. So we got there, what, an hour and a half before the movie started? Two hours, maybe? Yeah. We, we were at the mall at least two and a half hours before. It we were be. there very early. So we, early. we got into our seats, I would say, an hour and a half early. 
And um, we try, We had a group of what, 15 people between the people that were least. there and some people that were coming after work. You know, it was it was the usual suspects, right? So it was uh, it was uh, you, Spooner, me, uh, our respective significant others, Correct. not Spooner. Yeah, not uh, Spooner. He doesn't have uh, anyone. Uh, <laughs> uh, Colucci, yeah. his, uh, his um, uh, wish was a... Never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> whoa, whoa. All right, I, uh, hold on. I, I was sick for a week. I, I lost my bearings for a second there. Uh, Colucci with his friend zone girl. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, his I don't think he listens. He's getting so anyways, mad if he does. I like how you, you went from friend zone is probably the proper thing to say. Because he wishes significant others what you wanted to say. So go uh, on. So he was th- uh, those Greg, two. Greg was Greg there? No, Greg. Greg, Greg, Greg was, wasn't really part of the group yet, right? No, there was someone. There was I think Spooner's sister may have been there as well. Yeah, um, I would Justin. say well, he was part of the group that came. Oh, right? you're right. You're right. You're right. So we were told we couldn't save seats we were probably about like 25 minutes from the movie starting the start time you know when trailers start and we had jackets out on them and yep. they said oh, is anyone sitting there it's like yeah yeah um where are they i'm like oh well they're getting snacks and like well if they're not in their seat they don't have a jacket there um it, it was some kind of bullshit we did try to haggle with them we did and then finally they just told people to go sit there and there was nothing we could do about it and taylor decided that meant the movie was bad (laughs) (laughs) he decided no he's admitted since then he's like he was just mad at the situation i would be too but i also if i knew i was going to get there right you know i was closing at work i would not have stopped for wendy's I would have gotten a seat and then gone out and got fucking movie theater hot dogs. And then they're and then they're trying to say, "Oh, we maybe only spent ten minutes on Wendy's." Like, all right, every Listen, fucking second counts, man. But, and and you also, you know what? I know all three of those guys: Taylor, Bob, <laughs> Justin. They didn't were at Wendy's for ten minutes. No, <laughs> each they did their individual it's, order. It's, it was five minutes each, know, at it, least it, fifteen. And I know that that's five only five <laughs> minutes difference. It makes all the difference. I know ex- you know exactly what it was, and Justin's gonna laugh when he hears this because we always used to fucking talk about this. It's this the scene in fucking Grand Theft Auto San Andreas when they go to the cl- uh, the chicken place and Big Smoke's like, "Yes, uh, we get two number nine. That's exactly extra what it was. dip." Yeah, Justin just tells us he went to Wendy's a couple weeks ago, first time in a while, and it was like a it was a good sized order. Yeah, it, was it was like th- it was like an eight patty count. It was, it, I think it was. I think I counted six. Okay. Okay. Um, or no, five because he got two du- double cheeseburgers or right. double stacks, and he got the sp- um the spicy chicken sandwich. Yep. So it was a five patty count, fries, soda. It's at least <laughs> five minutes an individual. I would say a Wendy's yeah. trip. Yeah. Um. So again, I'm sorry that we couldn't save you seats, but. Listen, you got to get over everything. You've done more bitching about that in, since 2012 than I have about my dad dying. <laughs> That's actually not true at all. <laughs> so, um, I, you, I, this is your first time back since uh, what four weeks ago? Yeah, something like that. I, um, we did what? We did two. Uh, we did one here. Then we had to do virtual again. Yeah. Um, we did one virtual because somebody was sick, or yes. we did one virtual because. Of the weather, or we did was, one and one, or both were because of well, the weather. I don't even you, know. I don't one, even remember. One, uh, I think it was four weeks ago. You and I were supposed to, but that day you had a COVID scare and you had to stay home. So right. you and I did virtual. That is a lost episode that may or may not exist. Um, <laughs> then, then uh, the next week, I think we were all here. Yeah. Because you and Taylor did one by yourselves the week before about the PS5. That's what yep. it was. Yep. Um, and then we took, there was at least one week off in between all this. So. We're, whatever we're all back together um so taylor's actually on call for work so he's working tonight uh as you know during the winter season he uh he does some crazy hours and he <laughs> so he's uh he's a trooper though and uh we're gonna call in to do our reviews and shit um the album he gave me was um the midnight nocturnal 
I gave him the 2000, I want to say 2003 or 2004 Best Picture winner, Mystic River, directed by Clint Eastwood. Have you ever watched that, Josh? No. That's a, well, I told Taylor, I was like, we like the director before I let him pick. And I was like, Clint Eastwood. Like, there's very few of his movies he's directed that are straight up trash. You should have given him Mystic Pizza. Mystic Pizza? <laughs> what about Fried Green Tomatoes? <laughs> um, that's uh, Fried Green Tomatoes. That was on recently. And I was like, let me watch 15 minutes of this. I did. And I wish I hadn't. <laughs> I've done that with a lot of things where I'm like, I'm going to try this out for a little bit. And then it's either it's after 15 minutes, I'm done or it's so bad. I can't believe what I'm watching. And then two hours later, the movie's over. Like, I just keep going with it. But sometimes I want a bad movie. Yeah. There was this one that came out. I don't know. I know you love Keanu Reeves. There was a Keanu Reeves movie this past year, year and a half called Replicas. Okay. Um, where his whole fa- he was working on like a technology that basically you can uh, clone your not clone your family, but create replicas of them. Right. And uh, his whole family died in a car accident. Right. All right. So he decides to <laughs> clone his family, make the replicas of them. Sure. And sure enough, shit starts getting weird. It Obviously. was so awesome and awful at the same time kind of like um the fanatic yes that one i <laughs> i think about that movie sometimes can't talk gotta poo and that's the first line of the movie <laughs> like there was that did you see a thing going around on twitter this week it's like uh name uh quote a movie one line for a movie that everyone will know what it is as soon as they read it i was thinking about that movie <laughs> like but only you me taylor and ralph would know yeah do you want to talk about ralph's hair no not really <laughs> well i Listen, R- Ralph, the one of the founders of You Watch, I Listen, is rocking like the... F- he looks like um, Furio. <laughs> He's got the Furio hair going on from Sopranos with the ponytail in the back. Um, I never thought he'd do it, and I don't know how long he's doing it for. Uh-huh. Maybe we can get him fucked up in my bachelor party and shave his head. <laughs> do you think anyone's going to get hurt at my bachelor party? Yes. Who? Richie. Probably right. Ra- <laughs> Richie is not a definite. Really? Yeah, he, as far as I know, I don't know if that's changed, but his work is very particular about um, COVID. Uh So, and he was just up here for Christmas. It wasn't that long ago. It sounds like he will be there. I can't guarantee it, but my first thought was Richie as well. I think Manfro will probably beat the shit out of him. Yep. Um, That seems like the most accurate thing in the world. So, what did you do besides work and puke and shit the last couple weeks? Uh, Nothing really, man. I haven't even, like, really turned on my PS5 at all. I I know. I haven't seen you. A little bit of zombies. Um, I'm playing way too much Call of Duty right now. I need to be playing more. I, like, I've not played. I think I'm playing this more. Well, obviously, not as much as when. um, but I started playing Modern Warfare because, you know, quarantine, I yeah. wasn't working. I'm playing a lot. Like, uh, you know, I'll watch something, play, watch something while I play. Um, I am I think I'm on uh, well, I'm Prestige already. Yeah. I don't know how you get, like, up in Prestige because it's, like, Prestige level 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. How do you get up to, like, Prestige 2? Like, oh, you, ma- it's just automatic. What, what when you so get to, like, as, level as you 50 get to on that, that level, Prestige? It just pushes you okay. on to the next are, Prestige. I'm having fun with it, though. It's yeah. some of the. I love the maps on this Call of Duty. I've not gotten bored of them because I feel like you could play every map a little different each time. Yeah. Like, I was just doing Satellite, right? The the desert map. And there's some where I go fucking snipe. I just camp out the whole back. And other times, you're just right in the middle throwing down. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the biggest problems of Call of Duty sometimes is the maps get very predictable about how people play. Mm. This game, I don't know. It's weird. You know, it's the same game fundamentally. There's just little things different. But I do want to play more zombies. I had a blast playing with you that night yeah. when I didn't know what I was doing. And you're telling me about other people we know that, that play a lot and really <laughs> don't know what they're doing. All right. So let's check in on Taylor. Let's see if he actually picks up. We'll do our reviews. Um, I hope he picks up. He could be actually doing something, but fuck him. 
All right, let's call Taylor. Guys, uh, by the way, his phone number. Let's see. He, he would get some. <laughs> he would get some. Hello? Hi, Taylor. Hi, Dan. How are you? Uh, doing all right. I'm on call. I'm you're a little tired, but everything's all right. Everything's you're fine. You're on the air right now. Josh is sitting here being, being Josh, doing Josh stuff. Hey. So what exactly oh, constitutes Josh stuff and Josh things? Okay, that, no, see, I am looking at it and watching Josh stuff happen. What I would be interested of hearing from you, what you assume I mean by Josh stuff. Uh, you know, sitting there saying a whole lot of nothing, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I think he's, you know, he's, he's pushing the buttons. He's playing no, drops. I'm actually behind this, the computer today. Oh, Every, so, so is he is he in your chair or is he in my he's in, he he's in my chair he looks very comfortable he looks content comfy chair like he can hear you I don't know if you could hear him because I'm just doing the on the speakerphone right now um yeah, but no, I, I can't he would have to scream and I can't really hear him right now and that's not screaming isn't really Josh stuff I would say no no, no. Jo Josh Josh is always constantly monotone <laughs> and that's perfectly fine he's like Ben Stein no I'm not <laughs> he, fuck you I, I, no it's not even like Ben Stein like he like he walks around and he talks like how John Sterling commentates just <laughs> irrelevant and stupid <laughs> well now I don't feel bad about calling him stupid before he called you stupid before pull your mic back a little bit just when All you're well, yelling why would he call me stupid for? What did I do to him? Um, I was doing... Uh, you'll hear it. You, you didn't actually do anything, and he wasn't actually calling you stupid. He was playing you calling someone stupid. Oh, so he was just doing an impression, I guess. Yeah, it was a really good one. <laughs> well, it was a really good one. Did you play Big Show Musical? No, no, I'm not doing anything I literally... Like I don't know if you can hear me, but I Dan did this thing like Taylor, and I go, hey, hey, stupid. Yeah, that's like how you would talk to like me or Lacey. That, yeah, specifically you and <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much. Hey, Taylor, so, how are you? What's up, stupid? Yeah, see, that's exactly it. So, so how's your how's your so, how's your work night going, Taylor? It's going okay. Before I go any further, Josh, I apologize for calling you stupid and irrelevant for saying stupid things. That's okay. That's spot on, uh, you know, impersonation. All right, he, uh, he forgives work, you. Work night, work night's quiet, thankfully, but you know, you never know what the fuck's gonna happen. So I'm home at the moment. I have old elimination chamber, um, old elimination chamber matches on TV. Just patiently waiting for a service call if I get one at all. Nice. But I worked. I worked till about six, five thirty, six o'clock today. How's your ass? Uh, it's full of shit. <laughs> yeah, I've been pooping today. I've been I've been shitting, uh, farting. The, uh, the all this healthy eating and like this new. So I have this new vegetarian. Um, I don't know how I, I would grab it because it's it said healthy on it. But like you just I bought it because it said healthy. Yeah, so it's it's a, <laughs> it's, ve it's a vegetarian uh, protein shake. Like you like All instead right. of having whey, whey protein or anything like that, it's just like it's really vegan. It's like a and, soy uh, protein. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's pretty damn good. It tastes good. Oh, but, but the, problem, the thing it does to your butt. It like 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 purple shits, and I'm not. <laughs> And I'm not against it because you're not, it's you're not against purple shit. I'm not against purple shit. My purple shits, I should say. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm like, I, I'm for the way, uh, you know, the healthiness and everything, how it makes me feel. It's sure. just, it's making me shit my ass more yeah. often, which I don't also don't hate because I think it was the great, <laughs> the great Chris Pontius once said, "I like shitting. Shitting is fun." 
It, it is true. Shitting is one of my favorite things to do every single day, and I, I appreciate it when I to like really shit a lot during the day. Today was like a, a few shits, like the heavy dumps. Most <laughs> Most doomp. All right, so Taylor, do you want me to go first in my review? Uh, you know, let me go first because there's actually, no, you go first because there's a lot to unpack here with the movie you gave me. Okay. So you gave me the album, um, Nocturnal by the band Midnight, the Mid, the Midnight. I knew nothing about them. You called them a, like a synth wave band, correct? Yes. Very much so. Synth so wave. And you, did you, did you wait for the saxophones? Um, till, uh, wait till, wait, what do you mean? Did I wait for the saxophones until what? Until I decided if I liked it? I'm just saying the saxophones. Um, yeah. So you <laughs> you described this album as like very 80 sounding. Um, it it sounds. You know what I, I listening to it. What I thought of the most was it sounded like uh, the soundtracks or the scores to like a lot of movies from the 80s. Like one of the songs specifically sounded a lot like the Terminator One score. And I was kind of about. I was kind of about this whole fucking album, honestly. Um, right. I, I I I was shocked at me liking this. Like listening to it. I, I was thinking, like, I should not like this remotely. And the problem was that I fucking loved it. Like, dude, I listened to this album this week at least 20 to 25 times. Like, straight through. I was uh, taking my medicine. I was putting on um, the, um, the fucking sound bar and blasting it. This album is so much fun. Um, the, not only, like, the music being really cool, the lyrics are good, the vocals are good, the production on it is sensational. Um, the first song, Shadows, like you said, when the sax hits, it's fucking awesome. Um, I love Crystalline. It's a so- All these songs were fives, by the way, even the instrumentals. Um, Crystalline, um, it had such a, an homage to In the Air Tonight, like, with the fucking drums. When those drums dropped, dude, I was fucking hyped. Yeah, man, there was, uh, it was the reason this whole thing caught me by surprise because this isn't normally something that I listen to. No, no. Like maybe a song you might dig, but you're not going to go deep on an album with something like this necessarily. No. And so for me, like, again, the, the song that put me over the edge was shadows. Yeah. The first song on the album. Yeah. It was just such such a catchy, like such a catchy little riff. And I, I dug everything about it. And like I said, that's why I said saxophone dude when the saxophone when the saxophone hits in any of these songs all i see in my mind is sax man from the lost boys the fucking juiced up 80s goon with no shirt on just playing the saxophone super homoerotic yet awesome like yeah see i see i i was thinking of like you know if if beverly hills cop was a little more dark and brooding this is the type of shit i dude, would want to hear honestly some it sounds like the lethal weapon soundtrack with the sa- saxophones <laughs> at times dude so the first two songs were fives um collaterals the next one a very cool instrumental track uh river of darkness i literally wrote five why is this so good um so nocturnal is the one uh instrumental that it reminds me of the original terminator score um i really dug that and uh then light years uh I don't that song is wildly good. Like that is an awesome, awesome song. And then the final one, Tokyo Night Trains of Five. Uh I I would have never guessed if it, I would like this album. Josh, you might dig this. I felt like it literally eighties movies, like Taylor like Taylor kind of said, like in um certain things it just plays into it well, like Robocop and shit. 
I really, really like the sound on this album. I like the lyrics, the vocals. Um, really cool. It had me like just thinking of movie scenes throughout. So it was like kind of like this atmospheric album. Uh, absolutely loved it. This is getting an eight out of five, dude. I fucking love this album. That's awesome. That's not what I expected at all. I, I figured because, like I said, you do like the eighties enough, and you like the retro. Even if I like it ironically, I like it still. Like I'll listen to it. Right. I, I figured there wasn't. This is just good. Time where you would. This where, is, yeah, where, where you wouldn't dig this. Dude. Nope, this is just really, really good. It's a lot of fun. It's very easy to listen to, just to mellow out, jam a little bit too. It's fucking dope. Yeah, dude, and all their albums are great. Nocturnal happens to be my favorite one, but there really isn't a bad record. Nope. Because their albums are pretty short like this, they're about seven songs, yeah, seven, seven, eight songs. And there's some good instrumentals on it, like... Um, it, it was just really cool to listen to. I was actually gave me like a lot of like ideas for like screenwriting and shit. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. So well, like, I'm, I, it's, I'm, glad, I'm glad it can inspire you in different ways. Yeah, man. No, I, I mean that says a lot. Like, I was thinking about things that would like play out well on screen and writing some notes down with that score. So that's cool when you could do shit like that with music. Actually, make someone think a little more. It is a good time. I definitely All agree. All right, Taylor, take it away. All right, so you gave me a movie I can't believe I haven't seen before called Mystic River. Uh, Clint Eastwood's 24th movie as a director. Yes. But uh, one of the few movies where he wasn't a director and also uh, a starring role or a prominent role within Correct. the film. Correct, not even in it. Um, yeah, right, he wasn't in it at all. Um, so th this cast is really star-studded. I mean, Well, not really star-studded, it's more or less carried by two main uh, actors yeah. of uh, Sean Penn and Tim Robbins. Yep. Both won Academy Awards for their performances and this movie was also uh, nominated for a Best Picture. And yes. I believe it was in 2004. Yep. It didn't win. I don't know who won that year but I'm sure there were. it was worthy. I guess. I, I'm you know who won in no, 04? I, I thought it won in 04. No, no, no. It's from what I when I looked up at IMDb, it was nominated, but the only two wins were supporting for Robbins and best actor for Sean. All right, Penn. let's see. Keep, see. keep talking. I'm just going to look it up exactly while you're going. So it's 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 more than your average murder mystery. Um, and this actually has a very famous scene acted by Sean Penn in it uh, that a lot of people have seen before, but don't really know where it's from. Um, and it's actually from this movie. So. Uh, it really starts out as three kids um, growing up. I believe it was in Boston. And one of them gets abducted for, I believe it was four or five days, and he's sexually assaulted for four days. Yeah, the guy pretended to be escapes. the guy pretended to be or was a cop. Correct. And, you know, and I, I what the hell were the kids? There was Jimmy, Dave, and Sean, I believe, were the three kids. And, you know, if, after that happens, it flashes to them later in life, and all three of them have grown apart. You know, but they are still connected because they were such close friends. I believe Jimmy and Dave are still connected because um, their cousins got married. By, so they're related through marriage, I guess. Um, there's a lot of shit going on. But essentially what the main story is, is Jimmy, played by Sean Penn. His daughter is killed um, after a night out. And at the same time, in the same night, I believe it was Dave beats the shit and kills a known child molester in the same night. Yep. Um, so now uh, Kevin Bacon playing the third friend, Sean, who was actually in the Massachusetts State Police, you know, coming to investigate with, you know, Lawrence Fishburne. I, I think it's stupid that they gave Lawrence Fishburne and his character's name is Whitey. I'm, that's not even me being woke. That's just fucking dumb. Why is his <laughs> name Whitey? 
I mean, Whitey was like a common nickname for a long time, like uh, the, the Whitey Ford. Like it's it's just like a I don't know what it's short for, but it is part of like a like how Richard is Dick. No, I I I get that. I understand, but like then 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 what? Like Morpheus, Whitey? No, sorry. What? How about but, White you know, Morpheus? I'm at, like, like, so who would play? Who would who would play White Morpheus then? <laughs> I don't Sean know. Penn? Uh, um, it, Lawrence Fishburne does like the Dave Chappelle white <laughs> white face thing. Yeah. <laughs> like <That's> stupid <laughs> for shizzle. <laughs> yeah. go on. Will you cut the malarkey? White, white man. White <laughs> man. Go on. But um, so the again, so I mentioned before that there's a very pivotal scene, a very real scene. Yes. Um, where uh, Sean Kevin Bacon's character. And I'm just going to call him Larry Fishburne. I, I refuse to call him Whitey. Oh, so you're, uh, going, you're going Boys in the Hood, Lawrence Fishburne, when he was Larry Fishburne. Oh, uh, he was, yeah, he, he was, he was, yeah. he was or, Morpheus, he, I just, or when he was in Event Horizon. Pick your, pick, pick whichever oh, one. I don't care. Event Horizon's really good. It's a very good movie. Okay. I walked into that We're, one. we're going Fucking way Gary. off track by now talking about Event Horizon. Either way. So, again, the, the big famous scene is Sean Penn showing up to the to the site where they dumped his daughter's body. Yes. Um, and, he, again, he's being held back by, a, again, it's over-dramatized for all the right reasons. And, you know, it's a very pivotal scene because it sets up the arc for the rest of the movie. Oh, his emotion, um, his, his, like, how hurt he is when he finds out. And the way it was filmed with, like, him being tackled to the ground, screaming. Sean Penn won the Oscar with that scene. It's very hard knowing what a scumbag he is. I know that he's that. Very, good. That's how good he is. He is phenomenal. For years, I got him. Listen to this. this listen to how dumb I am. Yes. I used to get him and Dustin Hopper confused all the time, and I don't know why. That's... Like I remember, like like one of my favorite movies ever. My favorite sports movie of all time is Hoosiers. And I always thought, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the one with Gene Hackman and Sean Penn. No, idiot. It's Dustin, it's Dustin Hopper. <laughs> and was he like, playing when Dustin Hopper played Spicoli? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Dustin Hopper played Spicoli. That's what I said. Right. That's funny. But so, and I don't know why. So, um, so his daughter's dead. Yeah, great segue. <laughs> uh, so, his, uh, so yeah, his, yeah, his daughter's dead. So now, um, you know, the prime suspect is Dave. Yeah, Tim um, Robbins. I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to go scene for scene, but so Tim Robbins' character Dave is the prime suspect because the night, the night his daughter is the night uh, Jimmy's daughter is murdered. Dave comes home bloody and beaten up because uh, the guy tried to mug him and he killed a fucking known pedophile or yeah pedophile molester. Same fucking thing. Same thing. And uh, you know it, it, it revolves into this this you know all this backstory on how. This dude killed this person's son, and then later down the line, this this person's son killed this person's daughter. It's all inter. It's the way it's written and the way the story progresses throughout. It leaves you guessing, and it constantly leaves you in a state of shock because you're like, "There's no fucking way these two things are connected." And then eventually, they you are. see everything's I, tied together. Yeah. Even this movie coming out 17 years ago, bleh, I'm gonna throw up. 17 years ago. I don't want to give anything away yeah. because people who haven't watched this movie, if if you one, it would be I would be here for an hour, which nobody. Needs. Yeah, no, no. You know, I thank you for agreeing. <laughs> and and to be honest, this is something that people should experience organically. You yeah, know what right. I mean, it's, because it is. 
It's Phenomenal. great. It's a great movie. I mean, the acting's so good, the direction, the writing, the way it weaves together. The climax is phenomenal, and it's one of those ones yes. like the the moral question of everything. Um, and- so, so uh, there's one, there's two things I want to comment on. One I love, and one I don't necessarily like. It okay. doesn't ruin it for me, but I don't like it. One is Sean Penn's character throughout. Um, you know what? What I didn't mention is that. He was, uh, in the group of three friends, he was the one that was abducted and sexually abused, which then led him down a path of, like, really serious crime and yeah. ex-convict, and he's a blue-collar worker. Yeah, he's, um, like, almost he's like almost mobbed up is what it seems like. Very close. Yeah. So throughout this whole movie, he's having interactions, and he's talking about his daughter. And again, so Jimmy's supposed to be the guy that you feel really bad for. Yeah. He's supposed to, like, his daughter was just murdered. He's the one who had that Oscar-winning scene. It's also Sean Penn is a scumbag. Yeah, sure. So, like, if you, so if you think about it, right, you're like, this guy, we're cheering for this guy. But the entire time you're watching him, you're like, that guy, that fucking guy's no good. But I'm supposed to feel bad for him. Yeah, so he's like the a, audience. It's it like it's, the audience conflicted, which well, is a very good thing well, to do. I, I agree. It's almost like in a lot of movies, you know, is there the, he's the anti-hero, like he's the bad guy, but you end up rooting for him, like Travis Bickle. It's the it's a it's a vice versa with this. He's like the anti-villain. Like he's technically the good guy, but you don't like him. Right. So it's. I mean, if you also look at it around that time, around 2003, like you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, the rise of the like the antihero was still very much a, a very popular thing. Yeah, sure. Like, it was still it, in the middle of the boom of it, with the Sopranos being a recent thing. Uh, you know, right. it, just in general, Boston crime movies. It, it's always that kind of thing. Like, I mean, in everyone in The Departed is a fucking antihero, besides Leo, and he's even borderline. Well, it's so funny. The way I remember that time period is so. Since I'm back in the wrestling too, is that uh, you know, obviously you had the attitude, era, the attitude era in the in the mid to late nineties. I can't wait. To, I need to see how you tie together Mystic River and the Attitude Era. Please go. No, no, no. I'm just saying as far as like the whole anti, like the whole. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. The Stone Cold stage. Steve Austin. I got you. Okay, so you're saying you know that I mean? that whole like it was well yeah, within I got that time like Eddie Guerrero and shit. Yeah. Right, why cheat and steal? But that, like, the, like the, there's no real bridge. There's no parallel there. I was just as far okay. as whatever. Okay, I get what you're you. saying. Though, but... So, that being said, the way the movie ends, it does tie everything together. In my opinion, a little too neat of a bow, but the blow is but the but the blow. I, but I, the bow is bloodstained. I get what you're saying. You I, I think that's kind of like the the whole like theme of the movie. There is you know, what is right versus what, you know, should be done. What's going to make that person feel better. That made, you know, Sean Penn feel better. The decision he made, Tim Robbins decision. I think it does tie it up too neatly as far as like coming to, coming to an end. But I think the whole point is to make you question what the right decision was similar to another Boston crime movie in gone baby gone, where did they make the right decision? Not letting them Morgan Freeman, keep the kid or actually reporting it to the deadbeat mother that had the kid taken from her. It was like, what was the right thing to do? do so that's what i find so interesting about the ending of mystic river yeah big facts when you when you say it like that now it makes a lot more sense yeah okay. it's a feel thing i've I, I saw this movie when it came out and it's one i'll watch every couple years because the acting is so sensational and i like every time i watch it again with that kind of ending the the like the moral conflict i can feel in watching it the same as gone baby gone it's a, it's a very both very impressive movies yeah same so, author, same author people- so that it's just written by the same person so that actually makes sense right so a lot of people who are hearing this and really have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, that's on purpose. Yeah, because I, because it's, the it's way worth, the movie it's worth ends seeing. And, and there, there's a couple parts that lead up to it so well. 
You know what I think? Like, oh, I wish you found the killer sooner. It's probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole fucking movie. Yep. And I, you don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. But uh, I'm talking to the audience. Ra- rate but anyway, now give a rating. But my overall grading, it gets an eight and a half. 8. Fair. 5. Cool. All right. So, Taylor, I'm going to give you your movie pick now. Do you have an album or do you need to think about it for a second? No, I have an album. And I don't think I've given it to you, but I will find out. I have a backup just Okay, so uh, do you want me to go first or you want to go first? You go first. All right, so the movie I'm going to give you, um, I just talked to you about it the other day. It just came out, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, so this movie is a ba- about the uh, Fred Hampton and the Black Panthers. Um, specifically, oh, yeah. uh, you got if you saw The Trial of the Chicago 7, our top movie of 2020, um, Bobby Seale had a Black Panther and Fred Hampton in his corner, and then you find out that Fred Hampton was killed by the police uh, in his sleep. This is about what led to that, and about a man that was uh, infiltrated the FBI, or infiltrated, excuse me, the Black Panthers uh, um, after FBI's request, and kind of set everything up. Um, it stars, uh, I, I don't know how to say his last name, but Dan, I think it's Daniel Kalua from um, Get Out, the main character in Get Out. And yeah. um, another guy that was in Get Out that is the co-star is the dude that um, was screaming at the main character, Get Out, in the movie. And you get to see him sprinting. Uh, he was the first guy taking it. Uh, he played Snoop Dogg in Straight Outta Compton, actually. Um, so, uh, 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 Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, yep, Lakeith Stanfield. Thank you. Um, so those are the two main characters, but you have um, Jesse Plemons, a.k.a. Todd from Breaking Bad. You have Martin Sheen playing J. Edgar Hoover. Um, it is a really fascinating movie, very similar in the vein of Trial of Chicago 7. Um, it is very factual, specifically about what led to Fred Hampton's death and the court case that preceded it. Um, the the acting in this movie is sensational. Uh, I, I was shocked at how much I liked this, and despite no, knowing the outcome of the main character, Fred Hampton, I had tension throughout to the end. So uh, I love this movie. The pick this week is Judas and the Black Messiah. Sweet. And then also, you forgot to mention, it's also just because I have my computer in front of me, but Lakeith, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, he was actually in Uncut Gems. Yes, I yes. It. Yep, yep. He was the guy that um, he took the, he sold the watches for. Yeah, well, he brought KG to the to yep. to, to, to his shop or whatever. Correct. All so, right. Cool. So for my, uh, my album this week, it was actually my number two album of 2020. Um, it's a hardcore band. I want to go back to what got me here and why. And from from my opinion, the number one hardcore band out there right now, and but the, the biggest up and coming hardcore band all at the same time. Okay. So the uh, the band is called Drain. D R A I N. Drain. Did I give you this California curse? No. I don't think I did. No, you did not. For some reason, I thought I did. So yeah, the album is called California Curse. It's their debut album. Um. I was kind of having this conversation again with uh, my same friend Drew, who turned me on to the synthwave stuff. Your friend Drew that turned and you on, go on to the synthwave stuff, taking me out of context once again. Eat shit and die. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I didn't no, take no, you out of context. No, 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 no. You took me out of context. It's completely I, fine. Those just, were your just, words. Just admit, it's okay. Just admit, turn me on to synthwave. Just go ahead and, and admit that you were wrong, but everything's fine. What did Drew so, do? We were having we were having this conversation. Um, about how hardcore music is the best, is the the newest up and coming genre within the scene, and the biggest reason because it's the only genre with a real influx of new bands. Gotcha. Um, metalcore is a little stagnant. The pop punk revival from 05 to uh, excuse me from 2015 to 2019 has kind of died off relatively quickly, outside of a few mainstays like 
uh, state champs and sure. uh, whatever story so far. Um, but it only it seems like hardcore is just gaining steam and it's picking up it's gaining traction once again okay and drain is at the forefront of that they're old school southern california hardcore it's different than new york hardcore which is more like beat them up fuck yourself uh southern california hardcore is more you know it's heavy but it's much more casual and it's much more inclusive and it's a lot more fun than you know listen to bands like madball or anything like that um the best part about this record and this whole album is that it's a prime example of less is more just a four okay. piece. And they really just take it down. The, it's, it's old school, hardcore music with old school punk rock uh, influences. There's nothing not to love about this record. Um, and the, the production value is really, really cool. cool too, I, I, stuff that's, that I, that's, I enjoy. that's stuff. I like, listen, I like if you're, per, even if I don't like the album necessarily, if you have great production value, I can at least like appreciate that and know that it's a well-engineered album. Yeah, and I, like I said, so one of your biggest things that you always say is like you like to feel what the artist was going yes, through, for sure. If they were going through a certain pain or having a good time, sure. When you when you listen to this album again, I don't want to give you any pretense, but it's just don't. the truth, you know. Don't stop that. No, this did, is the did, gun did, I used when I was a prostitute. <laughs> uh, Taylor, imagine I gave no. you a hand job. No, no, no! But like, what if like, what if like I got you a hand? Oh, that, that's a little different than giving you. One. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go on. No, but um, like, like when you listen to this album, you can genuinely okay. feel and understand that these guys were having the fucking time of their cool. life. Hell yeah, hell yeah! Shit. I'm excited. Very cool. And then I'll I'll also send you a live set from Hate Five Six. It's a little twelve minute set um, where they played a live show and uh, Please the do. energy. The energy is just incredible. So yeah, Drain. California curse. All right. Awesome, dude. Well, Taylor, we will see you next week, hopefully. Unless somehow we're going to get another fucking six inches of snow or ice um, before we have to record. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think this Thursday is the last we're going to get of any type of real snow. Because yeah. everything after this week and this weekend, we're pushing 45 and 50 the rest of all next week. And even just 35 at night. So we're going to be okay. Cool. All right, dude. We'll talk to you and uh, then we'll see you next week. Yeah, I'll see you next week or see you at another time. Bye. All right. So there's Taylor. Um, given our picture of the week, I gave him Judas and the Black Messiah. He gave me Drain California Curse. Um, yeah, weather's been fucking weird, dude. It is. What about? Sucks well, it, it sucks here, but imagine being in Texas right now. Uh, yeah, I, heard, well, I read about some of that. It, it's pretty crazy when you really, really read into it because there's so. It, I don't know how we got here, but the weather is politicized even more than I can remember. Like when a hurricane hits, everyone's kind of like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. But this has turned into like a true like. Um, you know, climate change debate, which I don't know the science well enough to say anything definitively. I think it's fucked up that the whole Midwest is blue or the yeah. Midwest and South is blue and the coasts are orange and yellow right now. It's a little yeah. fucking weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Because so the way I saw it was politicized is they were talking about how the wind turbines froze. Um, that's one of the big things in climate going green is the wind turbines. They froze. But so at first I'm like, ah, so this, see, this shit is fucked up. It doesn't work read into it a couple hours later like yes they decided they didn't want to put as much money into them so they did not insulate the wind turbine so of course everything froze and i don't think it's necessarily a political thing but it's just just like the people out there right now they don't own winter jackets dude like what happens in fucking south florida if they get hit with negative seven degrees. Oh, nothing. Like it's just, uh, what do you do? So, I don't think they even have heat down there. No, they, I mean, they do because for them, they need heat when it's 50 degrees outside. Right, right. So 
they they have it. They're just but like if it is like fifty degrees outside, they're bundled up. Not like in coats we wear up here or anything. But what's crazy is them doing. Have you seen the rolling blackouts they're doing? No. So because their their grid, their electricity grid, cannot handle all the heat people are pumping into their houses. Mm-hmm. Power's going out, so now they're doing rolling blackouts. They're turning off sections of the city's power at a time to give other people power because their grid is not built to handle it. And now they're asking for help, which, again, is very funny because they're the ones that say, no, let us do our own thing. We don't need this kind. And again, how could they be prepared for this? Coldest it's been in Texas in 32 years. So that's where, I, again, I don't know the climate. I think it fucked up. Yeah. There was a snow tornado in Texas, dude. <laughs> a snow tornado. Like, that doesn't seem normal to me. I, I like weather a lot. I've, I've not seen a snow tornado in a long time. So as bad as we may have it here, those those motherfuckers don't know what to do with themselves. Yep, they get an inch and a half of snow. They're like, ah! <laughs> do you remember, remember a few years back when Georgia got like an inch of snow and people on the highway didn't know how to drive, so they left their cars? It looked like The Walking Dead, yeah. the, the famous cover. It, it is very funny. It's one thing we could say about the, us Northeasterners. We can handle every type of weather. Yeah. We're, we're set for it. We've handled hurricanes better than the areas that are more likely to get hit by hurricanes. True. <laughs> like, <laughs> realistically, living in New Orleans is not a good idea. No. It's below sea level. It's yeah. literally a swamp. Beautiful area, cool people, great culture down there, yeah, good, yeah. good food. But you live in an area that's kind of like, hey, if we get a heavy rain, our whole house might be gone. <laughs> so what's going to happen if a hurricane hits? So uh, you have not been doing anything but work. And how has work been? It sucks ass, <laughs> so, dude. Okay, what sucks about it? Okay, start start from the top. What What's good about it? You know, I mean, like, all my fucking employees left because they don't like the owner. What about the year buck guy? I just saved your ass, your butt. Oh, he's there. He's okay, there. he's still there. Okay, yeah, yeah. so not everyone left. Not everybody left. Okay, but most people. I don't left. even know his name. He's just the year butt guy. <laughs> yeah, the year butt. Guy. His name's Brandon. He's Brandon. Okay, I like Brandon. Um, so like enough people left to the point where I have to do like customer facing jobs three days a week. Oh, so you're doing sales? I'm doing sales on. How are your uh, sales this quarter? They're fine. Because I'm doing them. Yeah. Well, or, <laughs> is it is it as much as your sales are doing well, or people are like still like a little heightened and buying guns uh, more it's, than it's it's both. It's yeah. Both. Um. So Saturdays and Sundays I'm doing sales, and then on uh sorry Saturday Sundays and Mondays I do sales. There's that's that's my life. So I'm doing customer facing four days a week, and today I worked the customer service counter. So you were dealing with people's bullshit. Yes. All day. All What's day. the last time you did actual customer service on a regular basis? Oh, I'm shop right probably. Shop right. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, to be fair, you were a supervisor at Best Buy. Yeah, that's you true. You did some form of customer service. You closed the store, you opened the store. Yeah, and, shit. and at Best Buy, you're constantly, a store like that, constantly, constantly dealing with people uh, that are upset about something. Usually it was our coworkers. Yeah. <laughs> the shit we had to deal with. Friend zone girl fucking the Arizona can. <laughs> she didn't fucking Arizona can. That we know of. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> she drank the fucking Arizona can. And someone po- I got blamed for it. I still don't know. I actually I know why I was blamed for yeah, it. Yeah, I know why you were but, blamed. I don't. I still don't know who did it. No, I know who did it. It oh. was Taylor. Oh, okay. Taylor admitted to it like six years later. Oh, He's like, yeah, that. that was me. Everyone just got mad. At, like, I I was literally helping a customer. I come back and. Fucking clue. She's like, yeah, fucking did do her drink. And she cried right in front of a customer. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think like, that's the funniest thing about it because she was just like, no, so nonchalantly grabbing the fucking while thing. She's, the drink. And she's like, oh my God. Well, 
this is what's fucked up. So I always have a knife on me, right? <laughs> if I was going to do that, it would be a tiny little, like, just cut and it drips out. Someone, Taylor, <laughs> it looked like someone took a fucking screwdriver or a power drill and put a fucking hole in it. And everyone's mad at me. It was just like I got blamed for the, for the first time. Justin had to clean up duty on the toilet paper dispenser. <laughs> Josh, you've known me long enough to know that this many years later, I would have admitted it. I would have admitted it shortly after leaving Best Buy, most likely. Yep. I, I, that's something I would take pride in, but not, not enough pride to lose my job. So I would have admitted it by now. Um, but Justin ended up having to clean up a lot of poop, which proved it was more his bad luck and the disgustingness of human beings in Passaic County, New Jersey. Um, and Justin just happened to be there for all of it. Thoughts on Justin, Josh? He sucks. Fuck Justin. Fuck Justin. I'm so happy he's actually going to get to be at one of our bachelor parties, considering he's missed like every person's bachelor party. Justin missed yours, missed yep. Ralph's, yep. so at least he'll get to be at this one. Um, I had some stuff for uh, to talk about, Josh. Um, we, You brought this up weeks ago. Now it's become a bigger news story, yep. right? And I've been following it because it started out just a weird fucking thing, and now it's like a scandal. Is the Army Hammer stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, so so when, they, when those, shit, those first came out, you sent us the, the article. You talked about it, talked about it, then I found it. And they were really weird texts, like, and stuff about being a cannibal, yada, yep. yada. And there's a side of me that's just thinking, and this is me being naive, because Hollywood is a bunch of fucking weirdos, right? As much as I love fucking movies and shows, weirdos. We we know well enough now. I'm just like, it's a guy, he's got a weird fucking fetish. He wants to talk about eating her, probably a little fucking kinky kind of shit. Now, have you been keeping up with it since that all started? No, not at all. There's some really other weird shit. Like, it's pretty clear that he was like extremely sexually abusive like manipulative controlling um there and there's something big that's going to come out pretty soon they made like an instagram page of people that have accounts of being with him yeah and we just saw with the Marilyn manson stuff the more stuff that comes out the worse it is yep. he got dropped by he got fired from the movie he was doing with j-lo and then just last week dropped by his agency and usually an agency is only going to drop you when you start doing some dumb shit or they yep. know something bad's going to come out there's some of this stuff's weird. Like it, it sounds like he would like, I don't know if he's actually a cannibal, but I'm not saying he's not a cannibal. Either. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's weird. I don't know. Um, I mean the Marilyn Manson stuff, I'm more surprised. I'm more surprised by the Marilyn Manson stuff than I am. The army hammer stuff. Cause man, let me explain. Manson's music was always fucking weird. Right. Yep. But I was very much in the boat and it was probably a defensive thing as well that I still resent that he was got some blame for Columbine. Like, remember when Columbine happened? Marilyn Manson was like one of the number one targets, right? So my first instinct is like, just because he's a fucking weirdo on stage, I thought it was. I thought he was a gimmick, and he partially was a gimmick, but he's clearly a fucking deviant, yeah, just a complete scumbag. Um, it doesn't mean that he was responsible for fucking Columbine. That that to me is still one of the create. What was that? Tipper Gore was at the forefront of that. Yeah, that woman, what she's done, what she did. Horrible, which is funny. We, um, Ralph and I had a conversation last night. We gave our top 10 presidents of all time. Okay. Um, it was President's Day. So have you ever thought, who, if, maybe you don't have a top 10, but who do you consider the greatest president of all time? Lincoln. Okay, Lincoln's my two. I got okay. Washington one. It's yeah. it, it's a 1A, 1B situation. Right, right. Like, for me, it's a matter of George. You know, he did everything with no precedent whatsoever yeah. in a very tumultuous time, but... I can't really not say Lincoln either. Like he, he had the most tumultuous time to maintain something that had been, there was a precedent for, but no worse than two. So that's where it gets kind of interesting from there. And this may bore the shit out of some of you. 
I fucking love this shit. Like, I like more historical stuff. Like, Ralph's and I, our top, like, three or four was very similar. So, we were both Washington Lincoln. And number three, he's my favorite president, is Teddy Roosevelt. I okay. fucking love Teddy. Um, then I had um, Truman over FDR at FDR at five. Eisenhower, Monroe, Madison, Woodrow, Wilson, and Polk. I went way too in depth on this. His was much different than mine because he had fucking Reagan and Clinton in there. And I could have them for different reasons, but there's too much other shit surrounding them that I'm not the biggest fan of. Right. So I'm going to look at more historical ones. Like Kennedy gets ranked really high. Kennedy's always in top tens because he's mythoed. Like he he got martyred, unfortunately. Yeah. And he didn't really do a shit ton. Some civil rights stuff. His ideas led to it putting man on the moon, but he wasn't president long enough to have like a true lasting impact other than he like shake the fabric of the country right just like certain things have lincoln's death the civil war in general um and obviously 9-11 like there's a certain things that, and kennedy's is still maybe the biggest next to 9-11 it's those two 1a 1b of horrible things that have happened to america right <laughs> right so what you got to talk i know you've been working but you got to have a story for me you're sitting here telling me yes right uh, you gotta got something for me uh, dude like it's been like fucking uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. I mean, I could bring something up. All right, bring then, something up. All right, okay, here we go. WandaVision. Oh, okay. We've watching yeah. WandaVision, yeah, okay? Dude, it's really good. Um, Yeah, I, the first two episodes I really liked. I was like, this is intriguing, but there is so much room there that they could have fucked it up. Like, yeah. you could have just... I appreciated that they've really, like, strung us along and give us as little things at a time. I like that uh, they really went, like, deep in on the uh, on the, the, the classic sitcom stuff. Yeah, dude. Well, And to do each genre is really cool. Like, this week was fucking Malcolm in the Middle. Yep. Now, there is rumors that there is um, an Office Modern Family kind of episode. Actually, Kevin Feige confirmed that there's going to be, like, an Office Modern Family where they break the fourth wall and they're having conversations. How great would that be if... Uh... Jim and Jim? <laughs> well... Well, that's what I want to get to, the rumor. Do you yeah. know like the big one that everyone's theorizing? Dude, there's so many big rumors. There's so many big theories. I think I know what you're talking about is uh, fucking Jim Halpert as uh, yeah, okay. Reed Richards. So you have him, and then you have the Asian guy. It's a cop. He was yeah. he was on The Office as well. What if they did like a multiverse thing <laughs> with Jim meeting Jim? But he in this universe, he's Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, they've been how long have they been talking about him as Mr. Fantastic at For this years. point? It's he, he is confirmed at this point to have involvement in the MCU, but no one knows what he's doing. He all all anybody knows is that he met with Feige, he signed a deal. They don't know if he's gonna direct something or write or, something or write or, something or just be Okay, something. so what do you think the odds are that the person they teased this past week, Darcy's uh, astrophysicist friend, I believe she said, mm-hmm. um um that no one knows who it is, but they're teasing people think it's Reed Richards. Could be. I mean, like, if they're teasing something, it's got to be a character that you know who it is. So, yeah. I, I, it, I it mean, when you think him. about the things they're dealing with right now, he might, as far as, like, you know, his mind, he might be one of the people. And there was uh, the thing I told you about the week before. The one guy had the name of um, Reed Richards' son and mm-hmm. Sue Storm's son. Yeah. So, there's enough that, like, eh, will they, I don't, I've always said, I don't know if Fantastic Four is one that will ever, like, truly work in a movie yeah they were before the avengers before the x-men there's a corniness to them like doesn't have as much an edge as the x-men avengers the guy's though. thing is that he's fucking stretchy <laughs> yeah he's uh oh what's stretch armstrong that's all it is yeah and you know uh johnny blaze or not johnny blaze fucking johnny storm is yeah. cool sue storm how do they fuck those movies up twice i don't know how great would it be if they just cast chris hemsworth to be fu- or uh, uh, chris, sorry, evans? chris, chris I, evans dude, to be fucking I, I, in a multiverse he's, yeah. he's johnny storm <laughs> 
Dude, I don't know, man, because there, there's no way. Because I was thinking about it in um, the last Spider-Man movie, right? They teased the multiverse, right, yeah. with Mysterio, mm-hmm. um, and then it obviously was all fucking smoke and mirrors. But it's teased. They're not going to do that twice, are they? Because the Evan Peters thing has to be. I, well, I mean, the fact that the, that the. Uh the Doctor Strange movie has literally got the word multiverse in the title. Yeah, you know it's coming. Dude, I'm so hyped for that one. Yeah. Like, I, I'm really enjoying the Marvel stuff. Like, I'm not hyped for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I, I'm not, but I'm not hyped for it. I was actually really looking forward to WandaVision because it looks so much different. This looks like more like standard Marvel fare. I'll watch it, but I'm not hyped. I'm kind of hyped for it. Multiverse of Madness, I'm hyped for it. It's Sam, Sam Raimi. Uh, dude, I just watched the first Doctor Strange again the other day. I really, really like that movie. I really like that one. The only only thing I didn't love, and maybe I think it'd be executed a little better, was when he was having the ghost moments where he was like out of body or she or she was. Yeah. I don't whichever that was. Well, they both were. It, it reminded me of the movie Ghost, <laughs> and I was like, it, it's just a little corny. I loved everything else. Tilda Swinton in that. Fucking awesome, she's an awesome fucking actress. Yeah, she she really weirds me out looking at her. <laughs> like I love her in Constantine. Constantine is one I wish they did another with Keanu. There's enough stuff rumored that it might happen. I'll watch anything with Keanu Reeves yeah, at dude, this seriously. point. But do you have any other theories on Wandavision and where they're going? I mean, like the 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 one thing that we know is that there is still like a big reveal of a major actor, but they haven't said if that major actor is already affiliated. Listen, with the Evan MCU. Peters showing up was a big deal, but it isn't like what we were expecting. No. Uh, so. It, to me, it's got to either be the tie-in to Multiverse of Madness and, and Doctor Strange is going to show up towards the end of this thing, or maybe the Reed Richards stuff is true, but I don't know. I just... See, that's why like I think it's going to be someone that we haven't necessarily seen before, like yeah. in the MCU. Um, it could, it still could be fucking Michael Fassbender. You know, there's, there's like, there's okay. things out there. They tease something like that when uh, Wanda put all the guns on the director. It's exactly like Magneto turning the fucking guns. Yeah. So there's, there's enough going on. I think it's gonna be someone that has not been in the MCU if they're gonna do that because we're we're expect we could see Benedict Cumberbatch showing up. Like they yeah. have two of the big stars, but someone we haven't seen before in the MCU, I think would be a big pop moment. Like none of us were really expecting Luke Skywalker. We knew it was possible. Yeah. We didn't think it'd be Mark Hamill. I had DH. no idea. Like I, I, I was so like shocked when the X-Wing fucking yeah. pulled up to the, uh, and did to the you, cruiser. You, you knew immediately when the X-Wing showed up, it was Luke. And, like, and, and for them, the way they pointed out one X-Wing. Yeah, dude, one <laughs> X-Wing, like, you knew it was. Imagine fucking it's like Ezra Bridger. It's going to know who, we, who it fucking is. Oh, man, I can't wait for... Um, well, actually, let's segue into that. Um, Gina Carano. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, you know, dumb. We had talked about it weeks ago when she was posting dumb shit. We were like, how long until she gets fired? Dude, you, you just got to, like, I mean, there's certain things you just really shouldn't say, and that's one of them. Yeah, like, it just, it, it, listen, it wasn't the most outright hateful shit, obviously. She wasn't posting like she's fucking David Duke, but it was dumb enough to post and offensive enough that there was no fucking reason to post it. I don't view I I don't know about you. I don't view it as a full-on cancel culture kind of thing. I think it's she played with fire. And you, when you're an employer like if you walked into my if I walked into my job tomorrow, Josh, mm-hmm. and I just started to say things like denying the Holocaust or minimizing it, I would get fired, correct? Sure, 100%. It's it's stupid. And it wasn't like it was the first time she had done something like this. You know what I mean? There is absolutely a bias against conservatives and right-wing think I, I think she just want she was being arrogant more than anything else. Didn't came off like she thought she was untouchable to me. Um and I don't think anyone is, but 
I don't think she. Sh- I think she deserves a second chance if she actually ends up showing somewhat of like that was stupid. I didn't mean to offend anyone. Let her make her movie. I don't think she will. No. Well, you see immediately the next day who it's announced she's making a movie with. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think that's going to be? Because she's producing and writing it oh, also. God, it's going to be awful. <laughs> it's be so fucking bad. What do you think it'll be about? Not wet ass p words. <laughs> oh yeah, they're gonna make her like wear a fucking long dress the whole time. <laughs> How good could a movie uh, by Ben Shapiro possibly? It can't. Be? It cannot be. Well, you know what the first movie was that his production company released. What? Now they didn't produce this. They bought the distribution rights to it. It's called Run Hide Fight. It's about a school shooting. Okay. Um. So this is funny. The review when it came out at first got okay reviews not great right yeah then we find out that ben shapiro was behind the pr- distribution of it and all the reviews went to shit <laughs> so it's about a girl like standing up against a school shooter okay. right it's not a good movie it's not a bad movie i'll say but it didn't deserve to get destroyed just because ben shapiro was working on it so there is that bias but like when gina posted that I'm like, come on. And then I'm arguing with people that we went to high school with about if that was an okay thing to post. Would you ever think in any way that there isn't a strong chance of backlash to posting something like that? You would never even consider that. No. No, it's fucking stupid. Now, don't, if anyone wants to say to me, you probably posted dumb shit when you were younger, you're absolutely right. But as an adult, I'm not that fucking stupid. She's a fucking adult. Yeah. If, you gotta, if you're going to commit to pissing people off, you better fucking embrace it and not be surprised when there's backlash. You know what kind of world we live in. Yes, there's certain things you should stand up to. I agree with that. Sometimes you just got to take the out and be like, I was fucking stupid on me. Like, I'll move on. Like, I'll, I apologize. Sometimes just admit you're fucking stupid or just admit that's how you feel. Yeah. I would appreciate it more. I, I every Everyone's fucking crazy. Still. It's, it's, it's all just... It's never going to change at this point. <laughs> it's never going to change. If, if it hasn't changed by now, it's not going to change. Like, Trump is gone, but the, 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 but, but it's still there. He all ain't the gone. Division, he ain't gone. All the division. Dude, the how, fucking... do you still have... Because uh, you don't go on Facebook as much, right? No, I don't go on Facebook at all. I, I don't know about like your Twitter feed, but do you still see just like overwhelming pro-Trump, anti-Trump stuff anywhere? Yeah. I see like pretty split. So like, okay, so My I'll, Facebook's I'll about 50-50. Fa- I don't go on Facebook and use it and post on it sure. and like, comment on shit. Sure. But, but like, I'll you, open it up every so, so often. So you, you lurk. You yeah, lurk a little yeah. bit. Like, like uh, when I texted you last week about yeah. the comments yes, that our, our high school classmate was posting. Yes. <laughs> so so you, you, what do you see more of it when you're lurking? Like, uh, do you see like pro-Trump, anti-Trump? It's 50-50, man. Like, it's we mine live, too. We live in an area where, you know, where this area is predisposed to being Republican. Yes. But we also know a lot of people who are on the liberal side of things. Not that, and, that's, and not I would that say, there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with either of those two things. Yeah. But because of where we live, there's... the. We're close enough to the city, which is New York City, which is maybe the most liberal place in America, short yeah. of Los Angeles. Yep. Um, we live close enough that there is enough crossover that the liberal voices are very loud as well. Mm-hmm. I'm friends with a lot of people that are on both sides of it. Yeah. I'm cool. Like, as long as you're not a fucking idiot and an asshole, feel over the fuck you But are. I just, I like, feel like this, this area in general on the red side of things is more predisposed to go towards any type of extreme. Yeah. So when you've sure. got a Trump in there and he's saying the things he's saying he's oh they fucking, fucking eat it up they eat dude. it up dude they, they love eat it. it up like the amount of people i see now post about politics but like it's not just like they posted that they're happy someone won right yeah. like not one thing that actually think they know what they're talking about mm-hmm. like they couldn't tell you about a single president 
before Trump, and that's on both sides of things, yeah. left and right. They can't tell you about policies. We just had, we just talked briefly about top ten presidents. They can't. They don't know about that stuff. Like I'm talking about stupid motherfuckers, Josh. This yeah. isn't just like someone that like was on the outskirts, and you're like, oh, they're kind of smart. I could see them knowing politics. Stupid people, Josh. Yeah. That were doing. Listen, nothing wrong with being a recovery, but I know does can't vote, doesn't have a driver's license, or just got their driver's license back. Shut the fuck up. Like those people, that's why I said for everything, for voting, IQ test, standard American <laughs> history. I think to vote, you should have to pass the same test an immigrant has to to become an American citizen. Like the basic American history kind of shit. Know some of it. Earn it. If you have to want to be on social media, you have to pass an IQ test and a brief psychological survey. Yeah. <laughs> like I know people, are like, oh, you're not free speech. I'm like, no, I'm pro not stupid. <laughs> pro like, not stupid. Like, come on. It's it. Just stupidity. I know people say I'm fucking stupid. I've, I said that to, um, to shithead from our graduating class. And not shithead. I like him a lot, actually. Yeah. We just disagree on some things. Um, it, it's just... Come on. Like, there's no point. Like, it just bullshit about your fucking dogs and bullshit about your fucking movies you like and shows you like. And everything is against you. And that goes for me, too. No one gives a shit what any of us have to say. Nah. As they listen to us fucking bullshit about nothing. But we should not be swaying anyone's opinions on anything other than movies and music. Because that's the brunt of our fucking knowledge on how things actually happen. Right. So shut the fuck up. Um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. S- Snyder Cut. Right. Or Zack uh, Snyder's Justice God. League is what it's called. Yeah. Okay. Trailer comes out. First thoughts. I, like I said to you in the in our chat, it looked, it looked fan made to me. Yeah, like dude. It's just a okay. bunch of clips so, thrown together and like they changed the fucking hue of the colors and the fucking in the frames and it's just like it looks like the same fucking movie with with deleted scenes. Okay. It looks like fucking Star Wars with fucking Anakin doing the 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 R2 fucking <laughs> the uh, voice the, the voice. voice. I want to know what the fuck <laughs> he was thinking even for a second when he made that. I don't know, dude. So, okay. This is. I'm actually very interested in seeing this movie because this is going to be one of the great insights into studio interference in history. However, he it's not just studio interference. He has the um the four. He has, now he has the the background to look out on. Even though they changed the movie, he knows what people didn't like, so he can really change his original vision. He has foresight to see what they fucked up and what could be different. Right. But then they, he also got some reshoots, too. Like, Joker wasn't in it. Like, this is a different movie, guys. Yeah. I'm going to say that whatever his original vision was, this is a completely different movie based on very good editing, and maybe it makes a very entertaining movie. I'm not saying it won't be. It just looks like the same movie from, like taken by a different cameraman. <laughs> like, like, all right, the Superman suit. The Superman suit had to be CGI'd black because it wasn't filmed with a black suit. Okay, it's better than the CGI mustache. No mustache <laughs> from Justice League. Yeah, true. So I, I don't know. I I'm actually interested. I've been I've been critical about Zack Snyder forever. I am interested in his Army of the Dead movie. I think that could be pretty cool. Have you seen some of the stuff for that? I haven't. Batista's in it, so it's yeah, guaranteed. I love Batista. Some fucking great th- funny moments. I had a discussion with a guy that owns. Uh, he or he's one of the main editors at uh, Nerdcore Movement. Really good pop culture website. Damon Martin. He's a, one of the best MMA writers they they have as well. Um, we had a conversation about him, and 
Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead is a good movie. I just wish it wasn't called Dawn of the Dead. Right. That's my big thing. It could have been anything else. I will always say that it has one of the best horror opening scenes in the last 20 years. When uh, they wake up and the little girl's in the bedroom, leading into Johnny Cash, uh, man comes around with a whole opening segue. It is a brilliant beginning to a horror movie. They get in the mall and it gets a little corny. The baby zombie, the fat woman running. Yeah. Then the ending's really good when they're trying to escape. There's some good shit in there. That and Watchmen are probably my favorite movies of his. And Watchmen, I'm very crit- I like. I really like Watchmen. I love Watchmen. Like, like Watchmen, the movie for me is like um like, I, okay, I'm being a little unfair. I like the acting a lot in Watchmen. Besides, what's her name that plays uh the girl, the daughter? Um, what's Malin her name? Ackerman. Yeah, yeah, I I she's a terrible actress. There's some like the weird fucking hallelujah sex scene in the sky <laughs> is fucking weird. Yeah. But Jackie Earl Haley's awesome. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's awesome. Um, the, what's his name that plays fucking Doctor Manhattan? Um, oh, Billy Crudup. Billy, Billy Crudup is he fucking rules. great. The ending is the only thing that bugs me in the movie. I get why you had to do it. And then the show, the show was, it's so much different. You really shouldn't compare them. But yeah. I do like Watchmen a lot. I'll watch that like once a year. I'm like, I'm, the director's cut I like more, actually. Yeah. But Justice League is going to be so fascinating. I, I don't know what they're doing with the Joker thing. They must be thinking about Zack Snyder taking it over again. I just can't believe it's four hours, dude. Will you be able to watch it in one sitting? Yeah, maybe. The first time? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to commit to, if you know, if I feel like it on like a Friday, Saturday night, if I'm not sleeping, I will put that on and actually sit through it for four hours and get the full experience of it. Give it an honest shot um, and like watch it the whole way through. I there, I really do think they're trying to let Snyder take over the whole thing again. Because now you got Patty Jenkins saying that, um, her movie is in the timeline or the the canon of Zack Snyder's universe, not Joss Whedon's. Yeah. So, and he gave him some ammo this week to back out of whatever his vision was. Mm-hmm. I still Justice League's long lasting impact means absolutely nothing to me. Like when I think about it, I've seen the movie twice. I barely fucking remember it. I yeah. remember a couple things. Ezra Miller was really good in the movie. Um, he's a fucking weirdo too. Gal Gadot is always fucking great. Yep. Um, I stand by my adulation of Bat- uh, uh, Ben Affleck as Batman. I think he's a very, very good Batman. I think it's poorly written at times. Uh, yeah. I think he plays a very good Bruce Wayne. Maybe not Batman. I think there's it's it is two different roles. It really is. Yeah. I think he's a really good Bruce Wayne. Like, I think older, so too. rugged Bruce Wayne. I he's love really that. Good. Like he he's been in the shit for so long and he's just over it. I just hate. I I don't like his Batman outfit in these movies. I I, I, the, I don't like the weird texture to the suit, but I love the design any, of the suit. Anyone that wanted to shit on Christian Bale's Batman scowl, I hated the fucking robotic sounding Batman fucking. Yeah, but at least that made more sense to me. <sighs> I don't know, man. I guess <laughs> I understand that more because it's real. It's like it's a more realistic <laughs> Batman. Like something like that doesn't exist to do that to someone. You know, like, you know what I mean? He the only thing he could do for his voice was change it up like that. Yeah. Um, if you're playing in the context of a real world, I, I don't know with Justice League. The Joker thing, I Jared Leto wants to try and get it right. I don't know if he can. I know you don't like Jared Leto at all, right? So here's the thing, right? Like, like it's such a small part, but I love him in Fight Club. Oh, he's great in Fight Club. Um, he's, he's good in a lot of movies. I like him a lot in American Psycho. Oh, he's great in American Psycho. Dude, if you didn't see um, Dallas Buyers Club, he's fucking great in it. Urban Legend, he's really good in. He's a good actor. I, you know what the thing is? I just I think of that like I just get the douche chills from him. Oh, well, no, no. Listen, he comes off like a pretentious fucking dork. Like, he's very into himself, his art, yada, yada. 
He's very talented. Like, nonetheless, you know, Joaquin Phoenix is a fucking weirdo, dude. He committed to a troll where he was going to be a rapper. Dude, fucking retired from <laughs> retired from acting, all for a documentary. By the way, documentary wasn't very good. I'm not there, or I'm still here. Was a fucking weird movie that he did. It was. I had high hopes for it. It was not as good. I think he's a fucking weirdo, and he's kind of brilliant. But Jared Leto, he's just eh. Yeah. He's like a douche. He comes off very arrogant, full of himself, but he's a good actor. The whole, like, the... Sending the, rats to people. <laughs> no, the whole fucking finding out about COVID after his desert retreat. It just makes like, too much fuck sense. Fuck you. You know what it made me think of? It made me think of Topher Grace's character in, in that Black one Mirror. episode of Black Mirror when he's in the fucking sweat That's lodge. exactly what I thought of, too. That was in the last season of Black Mirror. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I feel like he probably could play a good Joker. Like, yeah. if he has the right material, but I feel like he'd be good, like, Joaquin is good. Like, give him some dark shit to work with. I feel like his, like, he Suicide tried, Squad was just like, bad. His, the, the voice he did, like, I felt like he was trying to channel Heath Ledger. Yeah, it sounded like, uh, uh, listen, you could go a lot of ways with that. Maybe you don't get animated at all. You do, like, the uh, Dark Knight Returns Joker when he came out catatonic and he just talks very mellowly in the, the did you see the animated Dark Knight Returns? No, I've, the two-parter? I've only ever read the, uh, the comics. The animated is really good. They yeah. did a great adaptation of it. Um, that is probably the best Batman comic there uh, is. You know what I think? I think I didn't watch it because that was one of the ones where Kevin Conroy didn't do the voice. I think it was. It was actually the uh, it was RoboCop. RoboCop yeah, it was, was RoboCop. Voice. Listen, uh, I it throws you off a little bit. Yeah. it's still really good. Yeah. like it's really good. It's got a, it's much darker because the, the comic is obviously. I did you see the animated Killing Joke? No. Okay. Isn't there like a weird Batman fucking Batgirl like fucking sex storyline? Yeah. yeah, for no reason it because that was it, not in the comic. No, I no. love the Killing Joke. The part the part that is the Killing Joke, the animated part is fucking great. Mm -hmm. That weird shit before almost ruins it entirely. I watch almost all the animated Batman ones. I watch the fucking Jack the Ripper one. Uh, <laughs> it's it's it was weird. It's like Batman back then investigating Jack the Ripper. Um, that was weird. Let's see what he got. Oh. <laughs> Did you see the Gorilla Glue person? Oh, my God, dude. I love it. I fucking okay, love it. Of, okay. You've used Gorilla Glue before, right? Yeah, lots okay. of times. Okay. You've used Super Glue before. Sure. You would never want to get Super Glue between your two fingers, right? No. But you especially don't want to do anything with Gorilla Glue. like Because Gorilla Glue, you have a little more time than Super Glue. But the second, if I put it in my hand and close it, if I leave it for five seconds, I'm going to have a problem. Yeah. Would you ever put it in your hair? No. Listen, okay. I never put any kind of glue now, in my hair. I need to clarify something because I've noticed this is a big uh, thing you get attacked for right now. Yeah. I am not saying that it is not harder to upkeep a African-American person's hair because people are saying you don't understand most of these hair products are geared towards white people. They don't have things that can help hold it in place because of uh, how thick our hair is. So I'm not saying it's what it is. I'm saying that anyone, no matter their situation, should put Gorilla Glue in their hair or on anything on your body. Yeah. Like, I, dude, did you see American Pie 2? He went to fucking jerk off. He thought he had lube. He had super glue. And he, he, glued, <laughs> I, he glued himself to himself. Like, I, I feel bad for the girl. I don't feel that bad, though. Yeah. Like, it sucks. She, she, I'm happy she got the surgery for free. That's where my like, on health care. Like, if you do something stupid and get hurt, just let them, you know, come on. Just fix their fucking hair. Yeah. What about if you're going to get hurt? Bam, getting fired from Jackass 4. Yeah. Um, 
Ugh. I can't say I'm surprised. It's it's really sad to see. Yeah. Like, that's my first thought. And now he looks more and more every time I see him, like his father and like Don Vito. Yeah. Like, he looks horrible. Dude, I feel crazy. really like, bad for him. I used to fucking idolize that guy. I loved Bam, dude. Kid, man. Dude. You know, I, I fucking, I had the stupid fucking t-shirts with the hardograms on yes, you them. Did. I had the fucking Dude, Bam how hard sneakers. did we all, f- we fucked with Viva La Bam. We fucked with all yeah, of dude. it. Viva La Bam did some of the funniest shit I've seen. And obviously, Bam's been fucked up since Dunn, which sucked. I lo- yeah. Everyone loved Ryan Dunn. Um, but, you know, he's calling out John. Like, everyone likes Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Like, how long this dude's been doing it now? And he's the guy that crossed over to Hollywood, too. Yeah. He's had some big movies. He's, you know, even his bad movies make money. Right? Action Point. I Action, fucking, Action Point was so funny. It was I did, not a good I did, movie, I did, but not it's watch so it. funny. I did not watch it. Well, it's him getting hurt. I should probably watch it. It's good. You'll, you'll, you'll laugh your ass dude, off, I like dude. Bad Grandpa. Bad Grandpa was <laughs> funny. There were some parts that made me laugh out loud, but everyone loves working with that guy. Um, so it's Bam, like, I hope he gets his shit together because he doesn't, he was talking about like how to tie a noose on an Instagram story. Like, I, I feel bad because his mom and his dad are not the type of people I feel like that would not be trying to help their son. And, you know, I feel like he must be so bad that there's nothing they can do, which is really sad. You know, think about when you said like you loved Bam, we grew up with those dudes. Like so much of our immature, dumb bullshit it has a lot of like seeds planted from jackass and I've CKY done so many and Viva things in my life that I directly was inspired by Viva La Bam. Yeah. Like just dude, stupid shit that we've done. Dude, Viva La Bam and Jackass and CKY. Like we, we didn't do as much stuff with poop and pee. No. But there there was enough dumb shit like making Jackass movies and beating the shit out of each other and playing me dude, me fucking with my dad, I would say that's more closer to Tom Green. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which which is funny. Like to, I, that's another guy. I, I love Tom Green. The Tom Green show, when's the last time you watched it, Josh? The Tom Green Show. Wow, <laughs> wow, dude! I don't even know. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't could you, tell you. Could you possibly commit to like putting it on and watching it again? Yeah, 100% I, I think could. I'm going to. I 100 percent could. Like the slut mobile, <laughs> dude. The where's my dinner, bitch? Statues. <laughs> the funniest. I liked when Tom Green followed the pizza delivery guy around with a tackle box and was offering to make the person's pizza and beat their price. So he follows the pizza delivery guy, shows up to their house behind the guy, the person they ordered the pizza from with a pie sauce and a tackle box filled with toppings. So pepperoni and cheese and peppers and onions. Yo, and the fucking bum bum song, all time classic. Well, there was... He went to, I think he was in like Puerto Rico, and there was like a stand up comedy show. And he showed up and be like, oh, MTV's Tom Green. No one knew he was going to be there. He gets in front of the mic and he just, he looks around and starts going, <laughs> and he does it for like 10 minutes. He just makes noises. It's so stupid. You know, you, you got to, like, there are some things that, that MTV brought us that. Beavis and Butthead. That. Yeah, thank God they brought it to us. Like Tom Green, we would have never got Freddie got fingered if yes, it wasn't for true. MTV just fucking uh, uh, finding Tom Green in Canada and being like, "You, anyone, come here. yeah, you, you come with us and do what you want to do." No one can ever tell me that Freddie Got Fingered is not one of the funniest goddamn fucking movies. Have you ever watched that movie and not laughed your ass off? No, never, never once. <laughs> hey. What are you doing to that horse? Dude, oh, look at me, Daddy. I'm a farmer. 
Dude, my boy Jarvis, he's got horses. And every time he sends a picture of one of his fucking horses, I send that video. <laughs> Look at me, daddy. I'm a farmer. I remember we were what sixth grade when that came out. I think I watched that with you when we were like twelve years old. That might have been one that you came to my house to watch at some point. Yeah. Um, I, that movie is probably as hard. First time I saw that when I was twelve years old. Super dumb, yeah. impressionable. I don't know if I've laughed harder. <laughs> like when I think about some of the things in that movie, just the fucking the cheese sandwich. He works at a cheese fa- the sandwich. Umbilical cord. Oh my god! The fucking women playing the guitar while it's happening. There, there's literally the, the they get off on sex by him beating up her disabled legs with a cane, <laughs> and she's a rocket scientist. There's no the guy, dude. His leg breaks, and he's <laughs> fucking. He's licking the fucking broken bone. There's no point whatsoever. Fucking rip torn. Rip torn in that movie <laughs> is one of the like when he. <laughs> He has his ass out. <laughs> fuck me. Fuck you. Fuck him. <laughs> That's rope on a so- soap on a rope. Tom Green will forever be like one of those people that made so- like Andy, um, Andy Kaufman, like just an impression on the kind of fucking humor I have. Because so much of that is like fucking dumb Tim and Eric shit, too. I think you should leave is so much like there's all that weird dumb comedy tied up in that. So the really we have not matured much since we were 12 years old, Josh. Not at all. There's been some things, but I would say, like, humor-wise, no, not not whatsoever. Um, so, did you see about the um, the Super Bowl streaker? <laughs> so, this guy, you saw, obviously you saw him streak and get fucking tackled. The the Jim, uh, oh my God, what's his fuck? Kevin Harlan call. Yep, I yep. said Jim. The Kevin Harlan call is fucking legendary already. So, did you see he placed a bet? He bet that there was going to be a streaker in the game. So, he put a lot of money down. I think he could have won six figures. Yeah. Um, and his friend that distracted him also put money on it. He openly talked about how they put money on it, and he won, so they canceled the bet. I, this is where, like, the weird part of gambling is, like, if you didn't admit it, you get away with it. So, like, you were dumb. You have to kind of know that. Yeah. But you didn't say he couldn't do it. Like, you said there had to be a streaker. Like, you can't directly affect if Tom Brady throws three touchdowns, no. right? But you can affect that. You can't affect how You could bet on the fucking coin flip. You can't affect it. That one you could directly affect. You didn't say I couldn't be the streaker. Right. So I feel like they should just, you know, eat their fucking losses, pay out, and then make that a rule the next time going forward. Yeah. I, I That's bullshit. That's total bullshit. So we were talking before about um, my bachelor party. I, I was going to say, are you going to get fucked up with us? I don't know. At least, at least one night getting fucked up. You don't have to do everything else. I'm gonna get like you know drunk, but I don't know. I'm not doing. I'm not gonna do any other stuff. I don't think. Okay, that's fine. I just, I, just want, I want one night where you get shit faced drunk. Oh yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. I want like I, hell yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, I of the amount of people we have going, I need to know how many people you think are gonna throw up. Uh, I don't know. I'm banking on that I'm not going to throw up. I'm banking on that I'm not going to throw up. I've been, uh, I started drinking again this past weekend, just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I got good buzzes each day. I'm building up my tolerance because before um, Friday, I had not gotten drunk since October. Oh, uh, that's wild. I, I haven't even, I really haven't even had like a beer. Maybe I got a drunk beer. on Christmas. Yes, you did. I have not gotten drunk in quite a while. Um, I know there's going to be other shit happening. Um, I, as long as I pace myself, I'm fine. My issue, Josh, and you've seen this, is that if I know we're only going to be partying for three to five hours, I'm going to go really hard in a short period of time and make an asshole of myself. If I pace myself, it's not nearly as bad. Like when we're out, when we were like in Texas, you know, we were we knew we were going to be out for like four to six hours, right? Yeah. I was like, 
I yeah, I got to cram in as much drinking as I can now. And then I go too hard and I fucking cut my head open <laughs> on a fucking stop sign, right? <laughs> yep. Um, so Because I'm just being stupid. If I start drinking realistically at my bachelor party at 11 a.m. and I keep drinking throughout the day, I'm golden. I, I've done this enough. I'm older now and I feel like shit half the time in my <laughs> life and I poop a lot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you, you you got Peacock Network? No, not Peacock. Shit. Um, the Be- one Beavis and Butthead's going to be on. Are you going to get the Paramount Network? Oh, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you see the commercials during the Super Bowl where it was like all them cl- like different characters? Samuel Jackson got eaten by a shark like in Deep Blue Sea. They're hyping up the Paramount Network. I didn't really watch the Super Bowl. I watched a little bit of it. So the Beavis and Butthead, it was yeah. actually, they were funny in the commercial, but there's going to be a shit ton of stuff on Paramount Network. Uh, movies, mu- uh, TV shows, live mu- live sports. So it's going to be another streaming service you have to get. Yeah. I'm going to have to get Peacock because of WWE Network. Although, like, I'm close to fucking canceling them again. Like, they pissed me. Like, I really enjoyed the Royal Rumble. Yeah, right? Royal Rumble was great. I love Kevin Owens it, versus uh, Reigns right up until the fucking FUBAR day. Oh, that sucked. It was a very good match at that point. It yeah. sucked that that kind of put a damper on it. But um, it, I, did you see about the, the, the... Everyone was pissed off before SmackDown this week. The whole backstage crew. The wrestlers, the, ro- the road guys. Everyone was pissed because right before the show, Vince told everyone they're not getting their annual bonuses, mm-hmm. raises, or performance grades they're in a salary freeze despite their profits being this year being higher than ever believe it or not and they're getting all this money from nbc now nbc now yeah it's the same thing why i canceled wwe network when they laid off all those guys in the height of the pandemic i'm sorry like vince is still making a shit ton of money and the product isn't great enough where i'm like am i going to keep giving this guy my money yeah like i'll commit through wrestlemania I'm going to commit to that, but I, I was really happy last night when I watched. I don't know if you watched any of Raw or know what happened. I no. told you what happened is that Lacey Evans is pregnant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ric Flair is woo, woo. And I'm like, this motherfucker, they committed to it. And it turns out Lacey Evans, is, she's actually pregnant. Yeah, I read that. So that makes sense, I guess. I really hope that she, you know, I'm, I hope. Healthy, 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 happy pregnancy. Everyone's fine. She comes back, and it's still Ric Flair's kid. I want the. I I need. I need the continuity. (laughs) And they do a maternity storyline. They do like, uh, yeah, like custody for Dominic Mysterio. I want that again, but I want it to be with the newborn. I wanted to put the newborn up like in a ladder match. Oh, my God. Like they dangle it there. Think about it. You can make it safe. Then again, they couldn't keep Owen Hart safe. Like (laughs) they do it with the baby. Come, yeah. The baby comes down on a zip line like Shawn Michaels <laughs> in a carriage. <laughs> I, but they should continue with that because if the whole storyline was supposed to be Rick, they were using Rick to get Lacey over, right? Yeah. And the whole plan was apparently her, Oscar, and Charlotte triple threat at WrestleMania. Fine, I'm down. We realistically know Charlotte's probably going to win. I do. You, what do you think about the flack she gets because she's always in the title picture and wins the title all the well, time? Well, she's the best, so why wouldn't she be? There, there's female wrestlers I might like more, but there is no one that is as good as Charlotte in yeah. ring. It's, I mean, she's I, for years when I was really following it and watching, you know, every week. The two most consistent performers in ring were AJ Styles and Charlotte Flair, as far as like consistently good matches. But they have good guys right now, like Matt Riddle and Keith Lee tore it down the other night yeah they had a fucking great match uh riddle he gets it he's fucking funny he he said something last day they were doing a whole president's day thing and he's putting bro on all different presidents name and he's like and my favorite president 
Harrison Ford. He saved Chewbacca in Star Wars. <laughs> like, it's, he's like, a, he's just stone. That's his whole gimmick. He's a fucking bro. Um, he he's Keith Lee is great, man. I like you, Keith Lee a lot. You should not have to. That guy doesn't need any coaching. Let him be him. Yeah, he can fucking go. And same thing with KO. KO fucking rules. Like, there's nothing that dude does that I don't love. Dude, I still even like uh, Nakamura now that they let him be himself again. Well, he. <sighs> I think that when he first turned heel, I thought it went pretty well. Yeah. I like I like the music change, like for that. But when he's going, his energy, he has that. And okay, this is going to be controversial here. All right, Thunderdome, right? Yeah. I think they do a really good job with the crowd noises. Like they're a little over the top sometimes, mm-hmm. but you know that so much of wrestling is about the crowd participation. Like think about one of my favorite WrestleMania matches ever: Rock and Hollywood Hogan. Right, WrestleMania yep. nineteen or uh, se- no 17, 17, 17. 17. Not a great technical match, right? There's nothing spectacular that happens like when you think about the great like wrestling matches clinics. Right, but holy shit, the crowd! They the, uh, the crowd turned and they decided in the middle of the match, all right, I'll work heel for this match. The Rock does. It, it was it's maybe one of the best case examples of a crowd having an impact and the, uh, the sound. They've done a good job with it. And I think with someone like Nakamura and his like energy being like, you know, the come on, I think it works better in NXT yeah. because the crowd is more of like, we're going to get into this shit. And the product is better produced by Triple H and Shawn Michaels down there than by Vince McMahon up here. With the crowd noise, you could really get Nakamura going. You like, really could. You yeah. could get all these guys going. Yeah, you, you could. Know, they fucking ruined Bobby Roode. <laughs> Bob Roode. <laughs> Robert Roode. Robert now. Roode. Yeah. Oh, no. I, what was No, that was what um, Rusev was calling him. Bob oh, Roode. Yeah, Bob Roode. <laughs> Bob Roode. <laughs> they, they have some good guys. The Street Profits are fucking great. I love those guys. Bi- Bianca Belair is fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's no way they're going to let her win at WrestleMania. No. I don't think they're going to do it. They should. This is Sasha Banks is doing the best work of her career I, right Okay, now. I've never been a big Sasha Banks fan. Mm-hmm. She's been great from everything i've seen over i was keeping up with it online like i said but watching it she's been fantastic yeah they have some real the, the talent is really really good um i i'm oscar is not really my thing i, I don't love oscar <laughs> what do you what did you think of the whole my whole thing with the nia jackson i, weeks ago? I thought it was hilarious <laughs> i thought it was stupid that wwe tried steering away from it yeah and i like that they just decided to go forward with it and i know within a week i'm gonna be really sick of it <laughs> you know what it's gonna be like it's gonna be like uh when uh when um tyson o'neill fell at the greatest royal rumble where they and just then played it into the and ground then, and then yeah and then colucci's uh colucci's fucking fantastic uh, a fucking summary of what that became. Wow, I really like this new gimmick they have for Tyson uh, Tyson O'Neill. He's just going to be the guy. Uh, Ty- Tyson O'Neill. Titus O'Neil. <laughs> I know, Tyson O'Neill. I thought about it. I was like, should I point this out? Let him go. Titus O'Neill. I really like the new character direction for Titus O'Neill. He's just going to be the guy that runs to the ring and falls down. Thanks, dude. Like, all right, yeah, uh, that's yep, that, nail on the head, man. Yeah, th- th- <laughs> thanks, dude. <laughs> and everything like that. <laughs> and everything. Oh God, I've not. I, I haven't heard, heard that in a while, right? I've not heard that in quite a while. I've not seen him since uh, we. I left. The, everything closed down since work closed. Select the ticket closed down. I've not seen him. Yeah, which is crazy. Uh, and some good things have happened since then, which normally doesn't happen. <laughs> so maybe it's not seeing him. That means the good things are happening in my life. Um, shit. What were we just talking about? Uh, uh wrestling, wrestling, yep. right? Um, I think Drew McIntyre is great. I, he's fantastic. Yep. I like, I, the, I like it a lot. I like what the Roman as a heel is fucking great. Dude, he's so good. He, he, he's this so is, fucking good. This is what good. I've been saying. I, listen, Roman was always good. You just got, you were just mad. That it was him. No one could ever watch that dude and tell me he isn't really good at what he does yeah. and that he's a natural heel. 
Like, but he'll get more over as a baby face. They do short runs. The Rock got over because he was a heel, and then the fans loved him. Yeah. He, everyone hated The Rock. He, I'm not saying Roman Reigns is the Rock whatsoever, but it's the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You resent him, and they resented The Rock. It was Rocky sucks, yeah. and then eventually you realize he's so good. Just let him do what he's good at. So I and Heyman makes everything better besides Ryback. Ugh. Ryback is such a fucking weirdo, dude. Like how how many times is this guy gonna tease that he's like signing somewhere and he's gonna wrestle again? Nobody he, wants Ryback no, to wrestle, dude. He wasn't good when he was over. When the f- I was never about feed me more or any of that shit. He annoyed the piss they out of me. They had the golden opportunity with that guy to push him to the moon, and they just didn't pull the trigger. It, listen, you could have done it for you could have done it with him for like a short period of time. R- R- Ryback as a top face would have lasted like maybe six months to a year, but still, yeah, they could have. They, they yeah, could have. They, they could have wrote it and made a lot of money off him for a very short period of time while they figured out the rest of their shit. Yeah, it, like a Psycho Sid kind of thing. They yeah. could, they probably could have. Psycho Sid wasn't great, or Sid yeah. Vicious. He wasn't that great. He was a he was very funny. He's iconic, but it's because he was a fucking blubbering idiot half the time, <laughs> and he was in the Shockmaster <laughs> what, sketch. What is it? And uh, I have half the brain <laughs> that you do. <laughs> he said, "You're half the man that I, I'm half the man that you are." No, he says, yeah, no, "You're half the man that I am." No, no, no. He's he's he <laughs> insults himself in both sentences. <laughs> he says, so he says, "I'm only half the man that you are, and I only have half the brain." that you do and the best is that Scott Hall and Kevin Nash couldn't fucking stay in character <laughs> they lost their shit it's one of the funniest like that I love wrestling bloopers when people don't get hurt or die like when you think about Booker T yeah. that, that kind of thing obviously the number one will always be Shockmaster like <laughs> it, it's in, that that'll never stop being funny like and it's just the little things around it when he and he falls through. You hear Ric Flair go, oh, God, oh, God. And you hear British Bulldog. He fell on his arse. <laughs> it's it's so fu- The whole thing, the sting doesn't say Shockmaster. He says Shockmaster. <laughs> like the, and <laughs> this mask comes off. It's fucking Tugboat. <laughs> Shockmaster, they fucking put glitter on a stormtrooper helmet. He was wearing like he was wearing like a wool vest, and then he wrestled like two weeks later. He's none of that stuff, and then it was over. What are some other good ones through the years? Ah, shit, wrestling bloopers. It's not a blooper, but it's just an over-the-top skit when fucking uh, Ultimate Warrior gets fucking poisoned by Papa Shango. That is some of the worst acting in the history of wrestling. It's so absurd. Bad acting in wrestling, I think, is better than bloopers because, like, some of these guys just try to push it so over the oh, top. Oh, dude. Like, like Hulk Hogan with the fucking, uh, the pla- Who paid for the plastic surgery? I mean, that's exactly what I was going to go to. Hulk was, like, one of the biggest culprits of so over the top, but it was so funny. Yeah. When you think about something, dude, Stone Cold was always perfect at what he did, but you think about the fucking supermarket sketch like how do those dudes keep a straight face through all that like literally he's chugging milk like come <laughs> he's on fucking spraying mustard on him <laughs> got the great poupon book <laughs> <laughs> um the, the, some of the worst acted bits that i loved were always the uh, uh apa poker oh yeah dude <laughs> they would always devolve into a bar fight <laughs> every single time i think there was a string of pay-per-views where every apa match was an actual <laughs> bar fight match <laughs> they were so good, though. Yeah, I love. I loved APA back in the day. They were. E- they were consistently entertaining, no matter what they were doing. Yep. And then I. A lot of people hate him. JBL was such a good heel, dude. When I think about him and Eddie Guerrero, yeah. Like I 
hated JBL. Like he's a douchebag in real life. Like, yeah. Everything you see about him, not a good dude. But that character was so hateable. And he was he was a guy that probably was similar to like Ryback. He's a better wrestler than Ryback. You know, but you know what I really appreciated about the heel turn for JBL is that he literally did it. He flipped a switch in one week. Yeah. And he didn't have like a heel moment. Dude, he just became a heel. Well, that pro- and it, and that, fucking... well, he cut that promo on Raw. You've, heard, you, you've seen that promo, I'm sure, when he first like starts calling them out like as a businessman and shit. Yeah. Well, it's... no, I mean, I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, I remember it because it, it, it went from like there was some kind of match where Farouk, if they lost, was going to yes. have to retire. Yeah. Yep, uh, and they lost, and Farouk had to retire, and he felt like JBL didn't have his back, and like he was like, "Oh, Ron, come back!" And then literally the next week he comes yep, out that's and cuts exactly, that promo. That, that promo was, and it's a sensational promo. And mm-hmm. then him and Eddie were, and him and he put, he's the guy that got John Cena his first, you know, major title yeah. or not for his first top title, and that was a good rivalry. Yeah, uh, but the stuff with Eddie is what I remember best about JBL. But uh, he he had so many different dumb characters and gimmicks through the years. So did fucking uh, the Godfather. So did. Farouk, yeah. Farouk. When one of the gimmicks they put on him in WWE when he was dressed up like it looked like Metroid almost, yep. fucking stupid. I mean, he was Ron Simmons. He was the first African American World Heavyweight Champion in WCW. Like, the come on, was what he went from Papa Shango to Mustafa, right? Yeah, Mustafa. Um, and then Ka- he had uh, Ka- Kama, Kama also was. Oh him. yeah, yeah, you're right, Kama. You're right. And um, then he was uh, the Godfather, then the Good Father. The Good Father. I loved Ryan. I know, and, he, and he he hated the Good Father because the thing was like he was a legitimate pimp, more or less. Yeah. He was in escort service, you know, and mm-hmm. a, a, he was a bad motherfucker until he did the brawl for all. Yeah. He was one of the dudes. Still, when I think that they did that, that dude, I'm telling you that Shane wants to do like an MMA fight tournament. I think they want to like push that boundary again, just like Vince tried getting back into the XFL. Oh, I love that you and I were so right about that, that it wasn't going to last a season. Yeah. Uh, watched one week. Nope. All right. Are you going to watch Young Rock? His sitcom? Is he in it? No. I think he might narrate parts of it, but it's about who's... different parts of his life. Okay. Like, Do we know who's playing him? It's three different people. It's like a younger rock, like okay. high school rock and college rock. Is there anybody notable in the series? Like actors that you know? Yeah. No. But there's a lot of people that you kind of know playing wrestlers. Iron Sheik's on the show. All right, yeah, I'll watch it. Oh, wait, Andre the Giant's on the show. All right, yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Um, Junkyard Dog, The Wild Samoans. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll give it a try. I mean, ha- I'm, sure, I'm sure it's going to be way better than The Big Show Show. Did you try watching that? Nah. Should I, I we? Watched Should the, we? Yes. <laughs> I watched the trailer, and I said, why did they do this? I know. It, this is the thing. They've tried getting Big Show over in so many different ways outside of wrestling. Like, they, they've made Big Show like the star of several of their, their productions, whether it be like a series or and you know what? one he, of the WWE movies, like Knucklehead. Remember Knuckle, Knucklehead? Yeah, of course. They, well, they tried it with Triple H, too, with the chaperone and uh, shit. Yeah, yeah. But with Big Show, they've tried it way more when you think about it. I like Big Show. He seems like he's like the nicest guy in the world, right? Yeah. And he he's not that good at that. He was good because he was a fucking monster. Like, dude, the size of him was crazy. And when he was in shape, he was an animal. Dude, they actually, speaking of that, on WWE Network, um, they the Yokozuna documentary that they did was awesome. Yeah. That was a sad one. That's what they used to say about Big Show is that they were afraid he was going to eat his ass to death. Like, he was just eating and eating when he got huge. And that whole documentary shows just how bad Yokozuna got, especially once he left WWE. Yeah. And that, that's a sad one because he was really young. I think he was only, what, 38 when he Something died? Like that, Something yeah. like that. Crazy. 
Uh, let me see what else I hear. One of my favorite people ever uh, passed away this week in uh, Larry Flint. I was bummed about that. You know, say what you will. Yes, he was a pervert for sure. Like he called himself the pervert. I was shocked that he was still alive when yeah, I heard the news. A lot of people like, said. I was like, what? I thought he well, died years ago. Because every time you saw him or saw anything with him, like he was, cl- he looked close to dead, sounded to. Jim Norton has this great bit. He's like, when he got to go to the uh, Hustler Mansion or whatever, he went to a party, he met Larry Flint, and he's like, I said to Larry, like, Larry, you know, I really appreciate what you did for the First Amendment and freedom of speech, um, you know, being able to put people like me in a position to say anything I want to say. And Jim goes, and Larry looked up at me, gazed at my words, and said, <laughs> that's Jed's Jimmy's bit. Yep. But uh, when you think about it, dude, that guy. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Jimmy's the fucking best, dude. But when you think about what he actually did for free speech and his uh, court case with Jerry Fowl, um, and you know he goes into court wearing a shirt that says, fuck this court. <laughs> he wore the American flag as a diaper in yeah. court. Listen, I don't, I'm not saying I agree with it, but he shouldn't go to jail for it. Like he, and we, it was a, it was a, that movie's brilliant too with Woody Harrelson and Courtney Love. Yeah, uh, that's a fucking brilliant movie. But uh, so the great Larry Flint died this week. Uh, the first guy to show pinks in porno. Um, the pinks the open pussy shot. He was the very first one. That's why it was so controversial. Dan actually opened his legs. Yes, uh, and I went like this to, to pantomime an open pussy shot. Well, so. yeah. I mean, what else am I going to do? It's uh, I, I could say, just say open pussy, or I could give you the visual of my open pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, here's a good question. Is someone's dick going to come out at my bachelor party? Yeah. Who's? Yours. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I going to show it to first? Manfro. Man, no, because he, he might like it. I want to do it to someone that's going to be like very uncomfortable Colucci. with it. Probably Taylor. <laughs> no, honestly, I don't tell him you sat in gum. <laughs> yeah, Taylor, I sat in gum. <laughs> uh, I probably, I've done it to Taylor so many times. It's probably like someone like uh, Quaz. Quaz would be a good one to do it yeah. too. Oh my god, he's such a fucking asshole. I'm so mad that he doesn't ever fucking tell me when he's up here visiting. I've not seen him since he fucking moved. That yeah. douchebag. And he then dropped he, off a gun at uh, at work, and I haven't seen him since or how, heard from him. since. How long ago did he drop the gun? I don't know, off? dude. Like last summer, you know. And he asked Bob. <laughs> he, he once asked Wait, Bob pan- to, pandemic summer. Or? Yeah, okay. pandemic summer. Okay, so this past he once summer. asked Bob to ask me about it, and I was like, dude, he has my number. <laughs> He didn't know you had your number, I guess. No, he know he's texted me before. So was he just fucked up or something? I don't know. You know they're talking about making another Ace Ventura movie. With or without Jim Carrey. It would be about Ace Ventura's son. I don't care. Evan Peters potentially playing him. <sighs> yeah, I don't need that. Unless Jim Carrey happens to be in it, although I can't see it working because they can't get away with they could get away with what nature calls. The original Ace Ventura would never fly now. The Finkel is Einhorn oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, dude, I tried watching it on... Uh, it was on... Um, what was it on? Like, TBS or something, right? They cut out the whole scene with him f- realizing Finkel is Einhorn and his reaction to it. Oh. Like, the plunger to his face. Burning his clothes. They, it's they, a different time. It's, like, listen, why do we have to erase different times and different perspectives? Like, I get it. Like, use it as a lesson to say, all right, you know what? This is kind of insensitive, whatever. But... 
it's a different time. It was made during a different time. Views were so much different back then. Yeah, it's we pretty can, simple. We can like, recognize that it's not right, but we could also recognize that at the time it was the norm. It was the standard. You know what else? My my thought is as well is that like this is a movie that's it's a very like pop culture known movie, right? It's like in the zeitgeist of like American culture as an all time comedy, right? If you're watching it and not knowing that that's the content on it, that's not anyone's fault but you for sitting through it because you yeah. knew it up. Everyone knows that scene. And you know the type of movies that aren't for you. I'm sorry, but most fans of adult comedy are probably still going to laugh at that. And that might piss people off and upset them and they think it's offensive. <laughs> but I bless you. you. I will still watch Ace Ventura and laugh my ass off at everything about it. I will still watch Animal House and laugh my ass off everything about it. The jerk. I'm sorry. Old comedies. Unless, you know, there's certain things where you get Blazing Saddles would never get made now. Could you imagine? What, I can't believe it hasn't been canceled. I know. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you look at it, it's making fun of the, that fucking kind of talk and behavior. The jerk they would never get away with now, of no. course. But to me, it's still that's my favorite comedy ever. I'll watch a jerk any fucking time and laugh my ass off. Fucking that was when Steve Martin was good, and before he did like four cheaper by the dozen movies. <laughs> Those movies sucked. I mean, I think actually they only made one of them. Unless I'm, did they make one or two? They made of the, two. Two. Okay. Whatever. Um. Oh, I did the second night of that Silverstein virtual concert. How was it? It was cool. Honestly, I, I enjoyed um, doing the virtual concert. I had a, I had a few drinks, uh, watched it, took some medicine for the first night, blasted the soundbar. It was cool. It was it was well produced. They made it like a mini sci-fi movie. Nice. So there's like scenes in the middle of their set that were pre-recorded that they do. Um, and next week is, or this week is the acoustic set. So it's been cool. Like... I really want to go to a concert. Like, I need to go to one. Yeah, man, me too. I'm, I'm like... Are um, you down for, like, the first one that comes around that we one of us is interested in? Yeah. We go, even if it's not, like, our band. Yeah. I just want to go to a concert. Yeah. I, I need to. So if we, one of your guys' bands is first or someone I like, I hope it's Star... I want to go to Starland so bad. So, the, seeing that Silverstein show made me miss Starland Ballroom even more. And I... I, I the last show I think I went to was that... Uh, that Silverstein and ABR show we went to. That was what? Um, that was in the summer, right? That was last. That was summer of 19. So then I saw Silverstein again. Uh, yeah, I guess like six months later, I saw them when they played Starland. Uh, you didn't go to a concert between then? Summer of 19? I guess it's like it six, six on, seven months. It depends on when Coheed fell. Like if me and Taylor saw Coheed after that, then Coheed was the last one I, I feel saw. like... One of those two shows was the last show I saw. I think it was Silverstein. I think Coheed was before that. Yeah. That was a great fucking show. That, we had a great time at that. And then when I saw him, uh, literally was right when we all started becoming aware of uh, COVID-19. Yeah. And um, that was why it was cool doing this. Like I hope a couple more bands will do something like this. Like their setup was really cool. The lights were really cool. Um, I, I would, it was what 40 bucks for the three shows. I'm, I'm down to support my band. I love for yeah, 40 yeah. bucks. I paid actually, I got the one with the autograph poster and the guitar pick as well. I was like that. I'm, I'm down for that. That's, I want to support them. And I hope more like Spanish love songs. I watched that. Uh, he did an acoustic set on his YouTube the other day. It was yeah. cool. I really enjoyed it. Like he was heading back, having some rum, uh, very good show. So I don't know. It's a. Uh, the Jones is there for a concert for me. Yeah, man, time. me too. You know, I was supposed to see four last year. Yeah, man. you've I was had supposed to see Killswitch and uh, and ABR. Yep. Uh, then it was supposed to see Alexis on Fire. Ugh. Uh, my Chem. You were supposed to see My Chem and Coheed. Yep, and literally your favorite band. Oh, and fucking Slipknot in a Day to Remember. I was supposed to see. Yep, dude. It's. <sighs> I, I would love if Slipknot fucking did a virtual thing. They could do one that would be cool because of how fucking crazy their stage setup is. Yeah. 
Um, they could do like a horror movie, like kind of. Fucking... Yeah, well, Clown would direct it. That would yeah. be fucking cool. I would love if Nine Inch Nails did one because he would do some crazy shit. Um, the the amount of production value he'd put into it. Oh, I I can't wait till he gets nominated for two Oscars for Mank and the the Disney movie. Um, what was it Soul? I yeah, think that's what it was. Yeah, Soul. Um, He's it's, so fucking good, man. I, I know. Well, so is Atticus Ross. It works with them. They're like brilliant. If you watch the um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony on uh, HBO, mm-hmm. uh, it's weird this year because normally, you know, it's an in-person thing and they you know, a couple people come out and do tribute or cover songs of uh, whatever the artist is. So this was just documentary style, then like a small interview or acceptance speech from Trent. But to see like Nine Inch Nails history and you get to actually see the rigs that he works on when he does the scores for like social network. Yeah. Dude, I'm not kidding you. It's the size of this wall and everything has like a different lever and button to make a sound specifically. Yeah. It's his full like engineering rig. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And just to see like this is a dude that one of his biggest supporters early on in his career, people forget, was fucking David Bowie. Like he opened Nine Inch Nails opened for David Bowie. Yeah, dude. Like that's pretty fucking that's David fucking Bowie, which says more as much about him him and how wild he was with his uh different genres he would do um now i mean nine inch nails it's I, I that's a band i need to see again it just you've never seen them right no i've never seen dude them. it's uh you would maybe one of the best visual shows you're gonna see period uh you've been watching you've got to watch any basketball right not at all dude oh all. dude it's been uh, we were I feel like they're so up and down well they've come up small against teams they should beat and then they play teams that are very good, and they, they tend to win. But their defense is not good. We knew that was going to be the case. But the, the thing that we were all wrong about was James Harden. Yeah. Dude, he's so good. Like, it's it's not just – he's averaging a triple-double since he came to the Nets. And he leads the league in assists. Yeah, I know. That's this is wild. James Harden. That's wild. When I heard that shit, I was like, what the and fuck? And literally, he's playing point guard, and Kyrie's playing the shooting guard. And Kyrie is lighting it up. He put up 40 last night. He was 9 for 13 from 3. He was disgusting. And this was without Durant as well. So they're playing again tonight, so uh, we need to hope they win that one. It's a West Coast trip. Um, but they've been... They, they have major deficiencies. But... That DeAndre Jordan's playing really well. Joe Harris is playing well. There is still depth to this team. I'm hoping. I was hoping they would get Andre Drummond uh, and a, what's that, a buyout and then sign. Yeah. But it looks like he's going to get traded. And same. Th- I don't want Blake Griffin. I'm good. Nope. It, will he make them a better team? I'm sure. I, I mean, we don't have size. He's a big dude, but he isn't the guy. He. I didn't like Blake Griffin when he was really good. He was all. He was all flash, man. Yeah, he was. Listen, he had some games where he showed up big. He's a great athlete. He's a, a good teammate. I would say it seems like everyone likes working with him, but he's not going to fix what they necessarily need. They don't have much size for sure, but they could put up 140 every night and give up 135. Like every single game in the. It's going to be hard to beat them over four games though, because. They could have a night where they're not dropping the ball, right? Like it's not going in, but it's not going to be for four nights. Like there's, they're going to score 120 a game easy. Yeah, can you keep up? I know if they don't play defense, that's the problem, obviously. But sometimes when, like last night, it was a close game early on, and then they went on a 17-0 run. Like and it was over. It was over at that point. Yeah. How many teams have that capability with those? When you have those three guys, like what? What can you do? The spacing they create, fun to watch. But basketball as a whole, it's fun to watch because it's my team. Yeah. The brand of basketball, just the NBA plays now. It, it's been this is a recycled storyline, obviously. But there's a few things they should do. You want to make it a little bit better. Make the court wider. 
when you think about the spacing in the game now, how often people, the ball goes out of bounds. They step out of bounds because they're taking a three. Make it a foot and a half wider. And a little bit of hand-checking. Just a little bit of hand-checking to improve the defense. Doesn't need to be like the late 90s, those Knicks teams. Doesn't need to be like that. But make the floor a little wider because you're going to create more space where people can want to maneuver rather than just take the three-point shot. And it allows them to back you up a little bit more. So it just... I need defense, though. The defense, there's none. Yeah, man. It's just, it's crazy just to see the amount of points being put up. Yeah, and, well, it's interesting now because the Lakers are in a weird spot because Anthony Davis is out at least uh, two to four, maybe, I think, four to six weeks. Yeah. Um, Anthony Davis is a great player, but anytime they're talking about Achilles or the basketball player, um, if he misses any time into the playoffs, it's a much different West. Well, the Jazz, the Jazz are what twenty four and five or yeah, something? something crazy like that. They're they're on a tear right now. It's going to be a fun postseason, I think. But I'm just I want baseball here. Pitchers and catchers reported today. I I want a real baseball season. Yeah, then sixty game shit. I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, like I I I've, I've gone on record saying I don't think the Yankees are any better or any worse than they were last year. I'd agree but, with that. Uh, you know, I I. Do think that they made some moves that have some potential? Definitely a lot of the low risk, high reward type of stuff. Um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, the thing that's interesting, they didn't get better. We agree on that. They yeah. didn't get worse though. You could argue their bullpen may have gotten a little bit better, but they lost out of Vino. They picked up Justin Wilson. Yeah. Um, the rest of the division, I think, got better though. Like I think the the Rays, the Rays, maybe not, but they did. I don't think they got necessarily worse, even though they traded Blake Snell. The way they play baseball is different. You know, I liked uh, a couple of days ago uh, Blake Snell throwing shade at Kevin Cash. On yes, the fucking... I, I like that as well. Yeah. But um, the Rays are still going to be good. We know what they do. The Red Sox did get better. Um, they're not going to be great, but they're not going to be one of the worst teams in the league, I don't think. Yeah, but I don't think that they're going to be like... No, but even if they're five like, games be better... Challenging. They'll be they'll, challenging. They won't be as much of a doormat yeah. this year. Um, I think the Blue Jays got significantly better. Fuck them. That's a team that's going to be a problem. The only thing that they have... Fuck. Them. The only thing that they don't have is a stadium to play in. They're still playing yeah, in good, Buffalo. Good. Fuck them. <laughs> okay. And uh, the Orioles got better. Did you see the big pitching signing they just made? They made a big yeah, pitching move. The no, Orioles, wait, did you see who they did dude. you see who they picked up for pitching? No. This is a big deal. Uh he started an all star game recently. Okay. Um he started a game in the World Series. Yeah. Matt Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all right. All right, good luck. All right, have fun uh, with no, that. the Orioles are still going to be the bad. fucking Orioles. Have they ever been good? Uh, well, they had that little run with Machado and Chris. No, I'm when not they... talking about that. I'm talking about has the team ever been good? Cal Ripken? <laughs> In recent memory, no. They've they had a couple nice years. For by their standards, with uh, by Buck, their standards, with Buck Shaw Walter, I do love Buck. I love Buck too. They had some really That's good my players. Guy right Manny there. Machado was electric, electric. He was the best third baseman in baseball. And for he a while. Yankee. Uh, ever, uh, tell Ralph that. Me and Ralph yeah. had a huge fight about that shit on the show. Yeah. He's like, make Machado. I'm like, I don't think they need Machado. They like, they, they didn't, didn't. They don't. They didn't. Listen, they definitely. I've said I don't think pitching is their main problem. The problem is their bats don't. A, they don't stay on the field, and B, they don't hit in the postseason. Yeah. That's been what it is. Their pitching has not been horrific in the postseason. Well, Yankee, even before Garrett fans, fucking number one thing to go to is always get this. Just get the biggest name. Get the biggest name. Oh like, my god. Like, 
we have no fucking clutch hitting. Oh, go get Bryce Harper. Yeah. yeah great idea. Yeah, great. You want clutch hitting? Go get that fucking guy. I thought Bryce was a better fit than Machado because lefty power, which is what I've said the Yankees need, but he is not worth what he got. No. He, I will not be surprised if in the next two years he has one of those like MVP type seasons because he is talented enough. We've seen him do it before, sure. but he is not. He doesn't have that mental game to consistently do it at a high level, I feel like. He gets two in his own head. The thing is, if he grows up finally, you got to think, he's still really young, Bryce Harper. Like That's the thing that's really weird. You got to think, what do you come up as a 19-year-old, 20-year-old? Um, I still hate him. I hate that he's a Philly. I hated him already, but then he fucking... bring a title to Washington. And sure did, dude. <laughs> oh, asshole. He Top is, 10 fucking asshole move. How would you have felt if he became a Yankee? I would have been fine with it, obviously. You would, well, if he's, like, especially if he started out really well and like was just like you know ten home runs in April, you would have been like Bryce Harper, dude. You would have been about it, just like everyone was about Giancarlo Stanton at first. Hundred bit. Uh, no, no, I would do it. The Mets. God forbid if the Mets signed someone. Uh, if they signed Bryce Harper, I would have had to become a Bryce Harper fan. It's what I'll do. However, that does not stop me from when you start sucking to calling you out. Yeah. And, I mean, he learned very quickly in Philly that's the case, and that's what will happen to you. All right, you want to wrap this some bitch up? Yeah, sounds good. All right, this was episode 137, I think, of You Watch, I Listen. Um, for Josh Marcella, I'm Dan Perosi. And for Taylor Micah, I'm not here. And for Dan Perosi, I'm Josh Marcella. Yes. Bye. Bye. Fuck you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>